1: So three four 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 nine nine one thousand i 've just realized i 've just spent the last four hours pointlessly arguing with people on Twitter, just pointlessly arguing with people there, there's there 's new evidence that some of the information in the Michael Jackson film leaving neverland, finding neverland one 's a good film, one 's a bad film the, it, there's that the, the, the timelines are wrong i, I 've looked at a couple of the stories that the timelines. The, the 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 two well, at least one of the victims speaks about it. if you know more about this than me you know oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand but the timelines are wrong, mm-hmm. and that he's claiming stuff happened when Jackson wasn't there and before a train was built. that mm-hmm. seems to be the key thing he was he was raped on a train, he says but the train actually hadn't been built until nineteen ninety four that seems to be the main thrust of it
2: so there are there are possible explanations for this one it's because they're There's a li- few explanations, Because yeah. they're lying. Yeah, yeah. Two, it's because they didn't realise they were being abused until a long time after the fact, and so the dates are sketchy. Yeah. Three, it's because whoever's watching it is forming their opinion based on the bias they already have.
1: Um, or, or, or the director, or is you know, the director screwed up? I don't know. Here's the thing, though. So I've been arguing with people, and I just because I've been bored. It's been bored and arguing. It's not actually frustrating me. I found it very, very funny. I've been laughing a lot. Um, I don't know where I was sexually abused. I know the building. I know the building I was in. It was a village hall. Um, and I know it was somewhere near Poole because at the end of the week... I don't even know if we were there for a week or two weeks, right? But at the end of the week or two weeks, we went to a shopping centre in Poole. Remember that? I don't know where it is. I don't know the name of the village. I don't know the nearest town. I would struggle to put a year on it. I could narrow it down... To, to two years one of one of two years so i don't know this i don't know the specifics well does that make my story any less reliable in in the eyes of of some it would do but here's the thing I find this whole stuff about the Michael Jackson documentary, I'm finding it fascinating. And I did say on Twitter, and then I deleted my tweets, as I often do d- delete my um, uh, 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 tweets. You've got a problem with that? Well, stick it up your ass. I delete my tweets a lot. I like to keep my timeline clean, just like uh, my ass. <laughs> um, which, well, that, that latter is not true, actually. Um, but uh, I, I did say um, I, I don't think that this this these facts coming out or, or, or the, 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 not facts. I'm trying not to use the word fact. Th- this mistake in the timeline does not completely discredit the movie, as a lot of people are saying. Even that, with a lot of the other, in inverted commas, evidence that people have, doesn't discredit the movie. And I've said this, and I mean it. If something comes out that blows that movie out of the water 100%. Right, and proves you know, there's like, like, there's like, I don't know, this is an exaggeration, obviously, but there's like a video of the director and the two guys going, Right, well, I want you to say this, and then I want you to, if there's something comes out that completely discredits um, that whole documentary, I will apologize, I will apologize, and I will do some form of amends. I don't know what that amends will be, but of course, I will do some form of amends. Getting the timeline wrong of when you claim to have been raped, mixing buildings and location, mixing them up from something that happened 30 years ago, does not mean those people are lying. It's not evidence, it's not evidence that those people are lying. Certainly strengthens you know, what I think is at the moment quite a weak case against those two men. Certainly adds a little bit of more, a little bit of extra fuel to the fire. Certainly does. But I don't think it discredits um, that entire documentary. So I've just been arguing with people for it because I was bored. Came into work early. I've, I've started this thing now. I do the prep. In, in italics for the show at home. We do it at lunchtime because I just go online and look for for stories that, that stuff. Um, so I did all the preps. So I was I came in a bit early because I knew Kath was going to be in and we ate chocolate and we watched Married to a Stranger and and, and that was it. Um, so I've just been arguing for four hours and it's a real waste. It's a real waste of time, you know. And then here's the phenomenon. And we've got Jack, Chris, Chrissy, Alan stay there. We will come to you in a bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Then I noticed there were quite a few tweets who were calling me out for having a blue tick. Technically, we all know it's a white tick. On Twitter. Ver- you know the verified tick. Of course, you would say that. You're a blue tick. Uh, well, you, you, you're going to defend those guys because you're a blue tick. Like three, four, maybe five comments calling me out for having a blue tick, and so I raised it. Uh, and said, has anyone else spotted this? And um, Katie Puckrick, friend of the show, said yeah i've spotted that before i've been called out because i've had a blue tick that then that, that it makes me it makes me less trustworthy and she said and i've I've rooted around a little bit and she's listening to the john ronson podcast apparently blue ticks feature quite prominently in there and she says it seems to be some of them are groups of trolls some of them are bots just going for people with blue ticks. And I find that fascinating. And then I've just been having a a really interesting, um, but I would suggest misplaced conversation with someone. Um, uh, Here we go. Look, 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 this person I've been... I love ice cream. Notice someone said these blue ticks and he took it personal. I I, I didn't take it personal. We are allowed to make general criticisms, blue ticks or not. You see, it's, it's... and I, all I've done—the the, the thing where they, I'm taking it personally—is another criticism of the blue tick was a tweet I did, um, and it seems to be that blue ticks are. It, here's one. Here's one in reply to that person. What's going on? This person I've been arguing with, with about the blue ticks—not arguing, discussing.
2: Is it? Um, what's the name of the person?
1: Well, the first one is I love ice cream.
2: Okay,
1: real and name? The, the, I've no idea. And the next one is is from someone called Games People Play. Hannah pauses. And that's in reply. It's not following me. That's in reply to the first person. What's going on? Is this more blue tick syndrome? Oh, here we so go. So it's obviously a thing. It's obviously a thing. And I do wonder if... And the person reply, yep, yeah, multiple tweets coming. Um, uh, and then talking about subtweet. God, people who subtweet are such assholes. Absolute assholes. Just say it to the person. Here's the thing. Stop subtweeting, right? grow some balls. I've never subtweeted anyone in my life. Grow some balls. If you want to say something rude about someone, just say it to them mm-hmm. Or, or don't say it don't subtweet it i don't get that but um also grow up you yeah, grow up jesus you idiots but so it seems to be that the blue ticks being linked lumped in with the msm the mainstream media the the jewish conspiracy are they it, is is it something like that generally i stumbled across it 2 hours ago so i don't know I'm finding it absolutely fascinating. Someone then argued with me that everyone, that most people with blue ticks are journo's, and they have a right to. They 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 have. uh, They should be um, very clear in what they're saying. And then someone said that blue ticks have authority, which I totally totally disagree with. Totally disagree with. No, they don't. Blue tick, all it means is you've been verified as yourself. And even then, as we learnt from the Derek Griffiths thing a year ago, um, uh, 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 it's irrelevant. It
2: just means it's an official account.
1: It just means uh, it's an official account. I'm just going to... John is loving the show tonight. John has just texted us. John, um, uh, how do I see the history? John, um, John is loving it. Thank you, John glad you're liking the show thank you we appreciate all the text so anyway th- there might be something in there I might do a little bit of digging around because um, I, I, I'm just finding it absolutely fascinating 03444991000 phone. I'm just going to mute that person I love ice cream now because he's getting on my uh, uh, there, there. right okay so we can talk about that after 11 we've got Kate Robbins coming up um, I I'm, I, I love, I've got to be honest, I had a huge crush on her when I was seven because she was um, the crumpet in Crossroads. Do you remember? She lived on a barge. I think she lived on a barge. And I think you would have been three or four.
2: Yeah, I don't really remember.
1: Uh, she lived on a barge, and I think it was Adam Chance... She was like a pop star living on a bar. This is how
2: I remember. She actually did have a single. She had a big hit. Got
1: got to number two in the charts. Mm -hmm. Big old hit. I was listening to it today. It's a great song. Um, And and I, you know, seven, eight, nine, you're just starting to get. Not sec. Well, I guess kind of sexual feelings, Mm -hmm. but not. You you, you got confused. You don't know. It's just a thing.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I had that for um, monkey, uh, monkey.
1: There you go. You see, Um, and so Kate, who I uh, uh, you know because you've worked with her. I I met her very briefly once at three CR, but I was a little bit too embarrassed to talk to her. Um, And we've just been having a few tweets, and she seems absolutely delightful. She's worked with some some friends of mine, um, and it seems ridiculous. Ridiculous! And I said to her, "I'm really sorry. You should have been on this show years ago. You should have. You should have been one of the first we got on." So she's coming on after eleven. Hopefully, um, and I'm looking forward to talking to her. But you know the rules, dear listener. You can uh, call in oh three, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Lots to talk about, including a significant percentage of people think that their Wi-Fi is affected by. Ghosts. Oh. The Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your
0: mind. Oh, my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee
1: on Talk Radio. Something very strange in the air tonight. Something very, very strange. We These are weird times, dear listener. Uh, join us, though, 0344 499 1000. Let's go to Annika. Good evening, Annika. Good evening. Good evening, Annika. What can we do for you this evening?
3: Um, so I'm just calling in about the Michael Jackson topic. I
1: knew, you know, I, I knew you were. <laughs> I knew you were. I got a vibe from you.
3: Oh, ah, yeah, wow! let's yeah. hope it turns out to be a good vibe.
1: Well, it's it's uh, There's a question mark over at the moment. Go on, what you got?
3: Um, so firstly, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your own experience. You know, nobody should ever have to experience something so awful. Um, that didn't sound case, that. That's
1: that's. First of all, that sorry is unnecessary. Secondly, it didn't sound convincing. If I'm honest, well, you know
3: how you choose to interpret is it, up to you. Um, no, no, no. It's, it's how
1: you delivered it. It was it was an unconvincing delivery because I can I, I can I, my question mark was my uh, 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 spidey sense was correct because you're obviously going to come on and, and, and defend Michael Jackson, right? Which is your prerogative, but 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 I, I, as as a victim of sexual abuse, I find uh-huh. the fact that you would couch it in an uh, insensitive, unfeeling. Um, and slightly weird apology. I don't know. You use the word sorry, so I'm reaching for the word apology, even though it's not quite right. I find that um, um, actually quite inf- uh, offensive. So, so, so really? put your... You yeah. find it I, offensive yeah, yeah, someone sincere, Insincere. Some, some, insincere more than offensive. That, I, I correct, I correct, that, I correct myself. I correct myself. Well, you don't sound it then. In that case, that's a problem with your tone of voice. So let's put the insincere sounding apology to one side, because that's irrelevant to this. And let's get to the point that you'd like to make, please.
3: So the point that I'd like to make is that you said a uh, numerous times that if there was any proof, 100%, one way or the other, or, or specifically you said that if, if there was video or something of the director telling I you, to you... I said that I was exaggerating.
1: I'm going to stop you there because I, 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 I said I was exaggerating there. We had a lot of people that would only believe Jackson was guilty if there was video uh, evidence of him raping children, which, of course, there isn't, and, of course, there wouldn't. So it was a slightly tongue-in-cheek comment. Carry on.
3: No, no, I know, but the point being that if there was something almost 100% to to prove that he didn't do it. But how do you prove a negative if indeed he didn't do it?
1: I don't understand your question. What's the point you're trying to make?
3: I'm trying to say. No, no, no. You, no, 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 you, you, you missed. You,
1: well, then, no, I, I've got your point. Well, then you weren't listening properly. I said if there was if there was something. How
3: can you get my point if you haven't let me answer your question?
1: No, because I I, I I I interpreted what you said and I've got it. How do you prove a negative? That wasn't what I was asking. That wasn't what I was saying. I was saying if there was if there was evidence that proved that this film was was faked. Uh-huh. That's what I was was trying to say. If there was not to prove a negative, to prove that the film was faked. The example I gave was the was an exaggerated pantomime example of the director and the two um, victims edge victims, if that makes you feel more comfortable, um, sitting there plotting what they were going to say to make this film. So, so, so it, it's not to prove a negative, it's evidence to prove that I said I would apologise if there was evidence to prove that this film was entirely fake.
3: Okay, regardless
1: of that. Well no, that was your point, you, not, not regardless of that. that was your initial point. so no, let's focus on the initial point. point. so so how, yes, no, Hang on no, 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 so you're, you're, oh, your initial point, point was Annika, they can't the hear you when I'm talking they can't hear the you, they can't this hear this you when I'm talking. Your initial point was, how do you prove a negative? Well, I don't know. that's not what I was saying. The point that you picked up on and are now seeming to move on from is I said I would happily apologize if it was if this film was blown out of the water and it was proved it was faked. What do you say to that?
3: How can you prove something was faked unless you look at the available evidence?
1: No, 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 no. That you, you, you're you you're not listening. You're not listening.
3: I am listening. Well, you're not. You're, well, you're not, not listening. No,
1: I am listening, and you're not. I am responding to what you're saying. Unfortunately, that's not what you're doing with me. Carry on. Let's see what else. Let's see what your second one is.
3: It's, it's almost pointless because unless someone says what you want to hear, you're just going to talk over them and tell me they can't hear you when I'm talking. So what exactly is the point? So there's there's an, a number of inconsistencies in
1: this. I don't want to go through the inconsistencies in the film because we we have, if you've been listening before, we have done that. We've gone through the inconsistencies. We we, we have done that over a couple of nights. Um, so what what would you like to bring? Uh, uh, and by the way, I, I, I will let you talk. I just let you speak then. What would you What would you like to bring to the table that's new? So I like to, I'd
3: like someone to be able to explain to me how you can be abused in a building that didn't exist. I understand completely that as a victim that you can get dates wrong, that you can get times wrong, you can get places wrong. But these two men have been able to retell in quite some graphic detail certain instances of abuse. Now I would appreciate it if they'd said it could have been in that room or that room. But a building um, that didn't Annika uh, Annika
1: Annika, here's the thing. I don't know where I was abused. I don't know where I was abused. I can go into graphic detail as to what happened, but I don't know where it happened. Now that could be because it was a long time ago. That could be a way of my brain trying to. Protect. I couldn't tell you what year I was abused, Annika. I couldn't could tell you, make, you what year. Could
3: your, could your brain make up a building?
1: It could make up a. Lo- it, it could. It could fuse two locations together. Yes, it could. It could. And, and here's the thing: who are you to tell? And these guys might be lying. All right, these guys might be lying. But who are you? To tell, and this is where she says, well, actually, I'm a child psychologist who deals with rape. Who are you to tell a, a, a victim of child rape how they should think, what they should think, how and what they should remember? You don't I know. I do not know. them.
3: No, I haven't told them. I'm, I'm, I'm no psychologist. I'm a lawyer, actually. So I look at evidence. That's what my role involves. Well, you'll and be aware of what, what, what law do you
1: specialise in? Commercial law. Oh, ah, okay. Okay, well, well, okay, well, that's kind of not very helpful in this because obviously, when it comes to to sexual abuse and rape, uh, particularly uh, or, or something that happened decades ago and happened to children, you'll be aware, uh, or maybe you won't, um, that that there is that um, sometimes things can be moved around, imaginations can be can be filled up, things can be forgotten and, and suppressed for years, facts can be merged together to create one slightly confusing fact. Yeah, I
3: accept that, but equally. You still have to look at both sides of the story. Of course you do. This is just one side. Of course you do. There okay, prove he, prove he didn't story. do it.
1: Prove he didn't do it. Where's prove he didn't do it? Where's the evidence? Not the evidence that they're lying. Where's the evidence he didn't do it?
3: Like I said, how do you prove a negative?
1: Uh-huh. Aha. Okay. 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 Am I lying because I don't remember what year I was abused?
3: I don't know anything about your. Story well, no, yeah, okay, well, I've just you come to you. I don't I've know what year. Well, yeah, you, you, you,
1: you offered a very insincere apology for exactly, it that I actually I found offensive. I actually like, found it a, I found it. You, it no, it was, it's I, your tone. I found it offensive. Um, I, I uh, don't, and you
3: can say to someone that you've never met yes, never I can. before how their tone
1: is. Yes, yeah. I can. Your tone is cold and insincere. I okay. can say that to you quite, quite easily. You can say what you want about my tone. I don't really care. Okay. but are um, well, sounding
3: very jovial about sexual abuse. I don't think it's a funny topic.
1: Well, first of all, jovial isn't a word. And secondly... Jovial. Who... You jovial. said jovial. jovial. Se- secondly... No, I didn't. You did. Oh. We can play the take back. Secondly... Play who, it back. Who are you... Who are you to tell me how I react about my sexual abuse you're not you're nobody you're nobody you have no no, no 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 no. you said i was being abuse. you said i was being very jovial about sexual jovial. abuse you said jovial you said it and we will play the tape back don't worry about that you said jovial and and i am talking about my sexual abuse yes i am very jovial about it i laugh about it i joke about it is that okay with you Annika? do you mind because if you don't mind, if you don't do mind, you you don't abuse, mind I, why did I you pick think, me up on it? Why did you pick me up on it? Why did you call, why did you call out a victim of sexual abuse? Why did think you it's call out a
3: joke about sexual abuse? That's
1: I think my opinion, which I am I'm not, not well, it's gone from jovial to joking now. I am not joking, but if I wanted to joke about my sexual abuse, which I have done in the past, I will do that. Thank you very much indeed, because it's my story, and I will deal with it in any way I see appropriate. Whether that's to sit there crying about it, whether that's to laugh at it, whether that's to punch or whatever I choose to do in relationship to what happened to me as an eight or nine or 10 year old boy, I don't quite remember when. Then that's okay. That's acceptable. And nobody, lawyer, commercial or otherwise, will tell me that that is wrong, which is what you just did, which is why I thought your, your initial thing at the start sounded insincere because it was. You've shown
3: well, it wasn't that, that's now. completely up to you. <laughs>
1: okay, did you say okay. jo- uh, this, is, this? Is a minor point, but I'm enjoying it. Did you say jovial or joviable? Come on, let's be friends. I said jovial. Can we play the clip, please, Amy? Please, but you're here's-
3: very jovial about sexual- thanks very much
1: indeed, Annika. I mean, it's a small point, but you're, you're a lawyer, you know. If we were in court, you'd want specifics. Do you, do you need to hear it again?
3: not particularly i meant i meant to say jovial okay that's fine you meant to well that's just that's an example of one
1: thing you've got wrong okay let's carry on what else have you got because this isn't how do you think this is going if you were in court if you were in court annika how would you think this was going because i can tell you it's going badly
4: really
1: yeah it's gone very very badly yeah there's me being jovial again
3: See, this is a pointless conversation because you have no interest in listening to anything other than. What well, no, you but you're talking. Your you're talking life.
1: rubbish. You're, you've t- you've criticised no, me for how rubbish. I deal with my own. You've criticised no, no. a victim of sexual abuse for the way they deal with their sexual abuse, which I think is outrageous.
3: I don't think I personally. I'm allowed an opinion as is anyone else, I personally don't find the topic of sexual abuse, child sexual abuse in particular, funny. No, I just don't.
1: No, well, That's here's me. the thing. What you did was you told me that, that me being jovial about my sexual abuse was inappropriate. Well, do you know what? You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're so wrong. I will deal with my horrible history in any way that works for me. And any victim of any sexual crime can make jokes about it, can laugh at they can do whatever they want. You, and this is the thing that a lot of the Michael Jackson fans aren't getting, you have no understanding of how the brain processes a horrible, horrible physical abuse of power that happens to you at the age of 8, 9, 10. You have, you have no idea, which is why you telling me to, being jovial was inappropriate, was was actually a really bad thing to say, which is why... And I don't know if these two gentlemen are lying or not. I tend to believe them, but my mind is open, unlike yours. But which is why you can put two different dates together. You can put two different locations together. It is possible. It's called survival.
3: I appreciate that, but as I've said, do do you not accept also that a victim of a false allegation is also a victim? Yes. So if these two men are lying... Now I believe that based on the research that I've done.
1: What research have you done? Can I ask?
3: So yeah, I read the court documents that uh, with regard to the cases that these two men have had against uh, Michael Jackson's estate for the last six years. I've been following this story not just in the past few months when Leaving Neverland has come out. Why are you so interested in it? Why are you so
1: interested in it?
3: A number of reasons. One, I knew Michael Jackson in in.
1: How did you know Michael Jackson?
3: So I've been a fan for a long time.
1: Okay, how did you know him?
3: Through that I was able to meet him on numerous occasions. I've visited his home. Right. I've seen him interact with a lot of people. So you didn't see and him rape you time. didn't see
1: him rape any children?
3: No, but that doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Does it, really? it doesn't it
1: doesn't mean anything. No. It doesn't mean anything. So all the people that have said well, I've seen him, and he was great with kids. Well, that doesn't mean anything. That no, doesn't no, mean I'm, anything.
3: That's not, that's not what I'm saying. You, you asked why I'm interested in this story, so I'm explaining yeah, why. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just,
1: and I'm just, as you'll understand, I'm just clarifying a few points because I've had quite a bit of nonsense thrown at me, and I'm just, I'm just picking, picking away at a few of those bits and pieces. Okay, so you know Michael, uh, you know Michael Jackson, you knew Michael Jackson, and you want to defend mm-hmm. his, his honor. That's that's admirable. Well done. Congratulations. It's based,
3: based only on the research that I've done. For If, if I felt, having done that research and, and spent a lot of time doing it, that there was even a shadow of a what doubt... What would you need to prove
1: you... What things. would you need to prove that he was guilty? What evidence would you need?
3: Well, for a start, there's a, an FBI investigation. No, no, no. Not, not
1: what proves him innocent. What would you need to prove he was guilty of child rape?
3: I would need something more than people who...
1: Something more than testimony.
3: Run, like, Know, in, who initially go for where they can make the most money? Because again, for me, that doesn't seem credible. I well, here is the wrong,
1: thing: he, well, you are, you are again, you are wrong on that. You are wrong on that. So, 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 what you are saying is you don't believe just the, the the words of someone who claims to have been raped. Well, then, unfortunately, thank God, Joy, you work in commercial uh, uh, law and not anything that has that that, that has any impact on this. Because, uh, uh, unfortunately, quite often in a lot of sexual abuse cases. All you've got is the word of the victim. All you've got, whether they've been for money or not... Let me finish, let me finish, let me finish and you can come back in. Whether they've been for money or not is irrelevant, right? All you've got in most of these cases is the word of the victim. That's it. Right,
3: I accept that, but that's why we have due process. That's why we have a legal system, a legal system in which both sides are entitled to fairness and justice. Now, if someone is found guilty, they're found guilty. If someone's found innocent, they're found or not guilty, they're found not guilty. But what I'm saying is that both sides have an opportunity to either present their case or defend the case.
1: Jimmy Savile didn't that get a chance to present to his case, did it? Did he?
3: No, but that didn't go in, in court in the way things should have.
1: So but Jimmy Savile's innocent? Jimmy Savile's innocent? No,
3: I'm, I'm not saying that. This is a completely different story. No, it's
1: not. It's about. Actually, there's a lot of similarities. Is Jimmy Savile innocent or guilty in your eyes as a lawyer?
3: Should I be completely honest with you? I haven't looked into that case at all.
1: I can tell you, like, well what i read in well, I, I,
3: what I've read in the press and and my opinion is based purely on that. I personally, and yeah. not as the lawyer, just personally yeah. based on what I've read in the press, yeah. don't think he is.
1: Don't think but he is what? Don't think he is what?
3: I don't think he's innocent. Okay, so but you've just got that from what reading read you've just got that from yeah. reading the papers but, and you're so prepared I'm, to make yeah, a judgment on the guy. D- no, but that's why I said I haven't done enough research. But, but you've asked me what is your opinion. But he hasn't been tried
1: in a court of law. He, he, he hasn't been tried. There's no, there's no, there's no physical evidence that there's no physical evidence that he did what he did. Right, but you and didn't hence, know him. I
3: said, mm, you didn't no, know him. I, no, but that's not the point. I've said a number of times that my my opinion mm. on Michael Jackson. Okay. I wouldn't phone into a show to discuss Jimmy Savile because I don't know enough about but it. But no, but it, but you. But the thing is,
1: please, calm, Annika, Annika, calm down. It is it is relevant, and you must be able to see why it's relevant to bring up Jimmy Savile when we're talking about michael jackson you must you're an intelligent woman right i get that from you you must see why it's relevant to bring that up mustn't you
3: i can see why people try and make comparisons
1: you don't see you don't see any any similarity at all you don't see any you don't see any reason why it's relevant to to bring that up at all
3: each case turns on its own facts you don't see any
1: similarity it. in that at all
3: in what specifically
1: in Sorry, I thought you were intelligent. Let me try again. You don't see any similarity. That was a low blow. I take that back. I apologize. That was a low blow. You don't see any similarity between Jimmy Savile being accused r- accused retrospectively of child abuse and Michael Jackson being accused retrospectively of child abuse. You don't see any similarity in those. In both
3: being accused retrospectively. Yes, I do. Okay.
1: All right, Annika, it's been interesting talking to you. Thanks a lot. I hope, I hope um, I've hope i learnt a lot, and I hope that maybe you can take away something as well. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Annika. Cheers. 0344 This is Talk Radio. A star-crossed soapbox for sailor boys, <laughs> oh. stable
0: girls...
3: Well, I'm on the edge.
0: ..and stripper grands. It depends
3: who you're with and it depends
0: on the situation. <laughs> Late night speech radio with a difference. Thank okay. you. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: We've got loads of calls. I'm not going to give out the phone number. If you know it, you can call in. We'll try and get through them as quickly as we can. I think we gave Annika um, a fair crack of the rip. We've got a guest on at 11. So let's go to Chrissy first of all. Good evening, Chrissy. Hello,
5: Hello. Ian. Hello, Hello, Catherine.
1: Hi, Chrissy.
5: Hello, Chrissy. Hello. Um, I came to see you actually on Saturday. Oh. Yeah, I was sat next to Gary. Oh,
1: Chrissy! Hello, Chrissy. I have one of Gary's <laughs> chips on your say so. How are you doing? You're right.
5: Yes, I'm fine. Thank you very much. I'm ringing in about last night's show. Oh yeah, what I was want last one night? of those membership tickets. Look well,
1: at <laughs> everyone jumping. The thing is that the membership, first of all, they're called membership cards, right? It's not that Sorry. difficult a concept. <laughs> Secondly, we haven't got them yet. Thirdly, I ordered them today. Oh, they, good. They ordered. I'm getting... They're coming... I think they're coming on Monday. My laminator is coming on Friday. So, Monday show, fingers crossed, Monday show, we're going to have a stack of 100 membership cards and a laminator <laughs> and a silver Sharpie pen to write people's names on and their membership number. But... That. You got a phone in on Monday. I can't. I can't. Aww. I'm not going to give them away now. This, this is the first time I've called in. I thought I've got to have one membership card. You blown it.
2: Here's the thing as well. He completely went over my head with this one, and yep. he selected. It's
1: a great design. It's a, a design beautiful design. Beautiful burgundy cards.
2: Yeah, it looks like um, burgundy. It looks like it's beautiful, sort of, classy, um, posh brothel. <laughs> Oh what come on! It is it classy, so posh <laughs> brothel, burgundy with like swirly gold writing. It's
1: beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. You would be proud, Chrissy, to have one of these in your purse. I'm sure. Or I will your shopping be. trolley. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. You got to call in on Monday, though. All right, I will call in
5: on Monday. Tutty,
1: bye. Thank you very much. They're coming. Let's go to Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Ian. Good. Yes, my brother.
4: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Chris! I'd just like like to start by saying, if I was ever in court, man, I would get you as my lawyer.
1: I'd be the best lawyer.
4: Because, I mean, we'll get a bit jovial and that, but (laughs) you'd get the point across.
1: I would be... By the way, I would happily, if anyone needs a lawyer, (laughs) I will happily do it because, yes, I don't actually know... I don't actually know the laws, but I know how to have a bloody good argument and um, yeah, I would come. You sound and you. The thing is, Chris, you sound like a criminal. I don't know, a drug dealer, petty <laughs> criminal, drug dealer, maybe a bit of armed robbery. What have you done, mate? Nah, I'm I'm, I'm reformed, Ian. I'm reformed. There's, you, you, listen. There's always that temptation though when m- money's a bit bit tight. The kids are hungry. You've got that sawn off shotty buried in the allotment. Come on, Chris. No, nah, I'll just ask for overtime these days, Ian. No, we okay. Well, this is this is what we're dealing with. All the gangsters are gone legit, and which means good, good, honest lawyers like me, we're out of business. That's it, man. I'm
4: just basically. I called you like 50 days ago. I'm 100 days today. cleaning. Yes! So, yes! Right. Yes! <laughs> yes! Come on, buddy. Well done, Chris. This is great news. How are you feeling? You're sounding yes. good. Mate, I'm 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 brilliant, man. I'm just. Just life just taking on a whole new meaning, you know. Wicked. At work, it's good. I'm getting noticed. A lot of my emails, all my paperwork's up today. I'm yes, just man.
1: Well done, brilliant bro. man. Well done, man. I'm thrilled for you, Chris. That is brilliant, brilliant news. Congratulations. Oh, thank you, man. It's, it's been. I've been waiting to ring you. I thought
4: oh, I'm going to give him a ring when I'm a hundred days. Yes. Man.
1: You know. I'm. Th- I could honestly. I got a big grin on my face, brother. That is brilliant, brilliant news. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, Ian,
4: man. And also, um, yeah. Me and my girlfriend are coming to Stephen Sharksbury on the 6th of July. Yes, man! Chris is Beautiful. coming! I, Chris, I'll, Chris, I'll get some gear in. We'll have a party. Hey! <laughs> I'll bring the shotgun. There we go, you see. We're going to get coked up and we're going to go on the rob.
1: We won't be getting coked <laughs> up. Rob. We won't be going on the rob, Catherine. We won't be getting coked up or going on the rob. That is a joke. That is a joke.
2: Good. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, afraid of phoning bro. Crime Stoppers. I want that Community Trust Action reward. <laughs> Chris, I look
1: forward to shaking your hand, brother in Shaftesbury. Thank you and congratulations. A hundred days, man. That is brilliant. Um, let's go to Jack. Good evening, Jack. Hello. Hello, Jack. What you got for us? Um, online bullying.
6: The what? What? I I've been getting harassment online.
1: Uh oh. Um, have you told your teachers or your parents? Yes. And what and have they said?
6: They, they've just said ignore them.
1: They're idiots. No. Yeah, that's easier said than done, though, isn't it? I know what it's like, and it's that's easier mm-hmm. said than done.
6: Yeah, and uh, I mean, I told them to come away, and I blocked them, and they've somehow added me again. And
1: is it people that you know, or is it strangers? Strangers they're strange. Oh, people are strange when you're a stranger. Faces uh-huh. jump out of the range. Um Uh well what is it on like Twitter, Facebook? What is it? Um Snapchat. What 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 is it, what's that? Is that the one where the picture lasts for like ten seconds? I think so. What is don't they need your phone number for Snapchat? Snapchat. 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 Do they need your phone number for that? I think so. Well, how are they getting your phone number then? I I don't know. Okay. Well, how does it make you feel as a person?
6: As a person, it makes me feel unwanted. Yeah. And obviously it doesn't it doesn't help cuz I'm fighting through not getting first. I don't want
1: to get divorced. Yeah, don't let. But. Well, yeah, they, 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 they don't. Don't give them the power. Then they have the the, the the power is yours to to stop them from making you depressed. Uh huh. You are, you've got the power to not let yeah. them send you on a little downward spiral. What kind <laughs> of stuff are they saying to you, ma'am? Without obviously using bad language.
6: Um, they, they called me a disabled. See Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Golly gosh. Wowzers
6: and i turned around and said to them i turned around and said to them listen if you keep doing this i'm going to report you and they turned in and said we report you report me i punch you
1: you report me i punch you gosh
2: but you don't know them so how are they going to punch you exactly
1: uh, is there any chance it could be like people at your school that are somehow doing this
6: no. No, they don't have
1: the cuts to face me. OK. Well, well, this is maybe why they're doing it on the thing. Do you need to be on Snapchat, Jack? No. Could you... How would it be? And I know this is a big thing to ask a young person, right? and this may yeah, be impractical, because uh, I'm an old man. How would you feel if you deleted Snapchat from your phone? I would feel excellent. Well, then, do it. Do it. i do it now. Can I'll you do, do it, it now while we're on the line? And then could you give us a call tomorrow and just let us know how you got on yeah, for okay. a day without having Snapchat? Okay. Could you do that, man? Yeah, I'll do that right. for you. Nice one, Jack. Well, let's speak in 24 hours. you got 24 hours. Um, and let's see if there's any change in your mood. Okay. All right, man. Nice to talk to you, Jack. Hang in there, buddy. Okay well You got this, thank you. Let's go to uh is it Cass or Kaz? Uh you can call me Cass, that's fine. Okay, Kaz. What 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 have you got for
7: us? Uh no, I was just listening to the really interesting uh conversation before with a the lawyer, Annika. <laughs> uh uh I, I missed this part of the discussion, but uh yeah, I I really uh get what she's the angle she's coming from. And I think um, it sounded like from, I'm listening in the car right now on a taxi, that it's really difficult to give her a chance to speak. Okay, well, what would
1: you like like to say? I'm giving you the chance to speak, so what would you like to say?
7: That's awesome. I really appreciate that. Well, the first question is, um, you asked her why she was so invested in... The topic, and I guess I'd like to ask you why are you so invested in it now. I mean, you've been—are you on this show every week? Is this a weekly show? Is it a daily show? I don't know. Why, why now? Are you suddenly talking about about the issue?
1: Because some people tweeted me about it today.
7: Ah, oh, wow! The power of Twitter. So someone tweeted you about it, and you're that impressionable. You decided to have a whole show.
1: No, no, we're not. We're, no, no, no. Well, as you say, you don't listen to the show. No, we're not having a whole show about it. We got Kate Robbins at eleven.
7: Oh, brilliant! I love her. Have Kate you Robbins. ever
1: Have you? Who is she?
7: I have no idea who she is. Right, but well, that's that's,
1: to... that's rude and disrespectful. Well, um,
7: no, you, you you called Annika earlier unintelligible.
1: Well, okay, but you were rude about. Uh, no, I don't don't think I called her unintelligible. She said jovial. No, I think that's what Okay, what what have you called in for, Kaz? Because I know you just want to have a pop at I'm, me, so just do it and let's get it no, out of no, the way. I'm,
7: I'm inter- I'm, listen, I'm interested to know you've why, insulted
1: uh, you've insulted you me and you've insulted you my guest without knowing who she is. So what do you want to say? Okay, you call you well, you called you referred to Michael Jackson as a child rapist. Yes, and I thought that was. I thought. Oh, Kaz, I'm so sorry. We cut you off. Manners cost nothing, mate. Manners cost nothing at all. Uh, you were rude to me, and oh, I'm fine. I got broad shoulders. I can take that. Um, but you're you rude about a guest of mine, and that's disrespectful. I won't allow that. I won't allow that, Catherine. So. So. So, sorry, mate, this is not, this this show's probably a little bit too intelligent for you, buddy, but thanks very much. Let's go to Annie. Good evening, Annie.
8: Good evening, Ian. How are you doing?
1: I'm having the time of my life. (laughs) I'm having the time of my life tonight. This is what it's all about. This is, this is, I'm alive. I'm alive. What have you got for us, Annie? You do like to poke the bear, don't you? Uh, Is that a euphemism? No, it can
8: be if you need it to be. Okay,
1: go on. We haven't got much time. What have you got?
8: Okay, I was just saying. I know I'm not an expert in commercial law or any of those different kinds of things. Yes, but I do know a, a little bit out about how uh, people respond to traumatic experiences. I can probably help out a bit more with that. Go on. It's, it, people are using. People have jumped onto this fact that um, they've got a, a date wrong and a building wrong and that kind of stuff. But it's it, that's irrelevant. The experience that they're talking about is a relevant part of the story for the victims. And if they're remembering things like buildings and places and dates differently, that's irrelevant and doesn't undermine the credibility of the story that they're telling.
1: Okay, well, let me, well, okay, well, let me. To, to be fair, yeah, does it does it not? If if if, if a significant, I, I, I haven't got the stuff in front of me, but apparently, a significant part of what the, one of these men said uh, in the documentary involved being on a train at Neverland, but that train wasn't there at the time, that that train didn't arrive until two or three years later, uh, when he had said that he'd stopped being raped at that point. So, he's saying he was raped on a train that didn't exist. Does that not diminish his argument significantly?
8: Not necessarily, no. Really? But For a lot of things that you were talking about earlier, it's it, it, things like abuse is an emotional experience, and memory is emotional. So we remember uh, the experience and how it made us feel. And sometimes a lot of the details around it get filled in later. Yeah. So when we remember the uh, experience that we've gone through, the, the context is sometimes added after the fact. And that bit is easy to mess with. Yeah. It, as long as the the context of the emotional experience that that victim is talking about is consistent, then the story is consistent. If the other stuff changes around it, there's a 1,001 reasons for that. And, and unfortunately, for, for something like a lawyer, they're going to grab onto things like that and, yeah. and use those things like empiric, empirical fact and to point at things and say, therefore, the rest of the story is not true. It, in situations like this, it's not relevant. It really is. So it's relevant. not.
1: You're saying it's completely irrelevant. Does it not throw a little bit of shade onto the validity of the rest of it? M- maybe not take away. Completely, But if you can go, well, look, he's saying he was raped on this train in 1991, and this train Mm -hmm. didn't actually exist until 1994, when he says the sexual abuse had stopped uh, by 1994. That's surely got to throw even a a tiny question mark over what they're saying, hasn't it?
8: Well, no, not really. Um, I mean, it's it's really difficult to look back at things like that, the rest of us, to look back at situations like that and, and pick out things like facts but for that person who's remembering the situation yeah. if it's if there's a picture of a train in the room if they've heard a train somewhere else oh. if there's
9: oh. anything of
8: those kinds of things changes the context of where they are and what happens so if, if later on when they're remembering the experience yeah it gets mixed up with an experience of being on a train then those two things in their head become the same experience and get melded together oh. as long as the experience the emotional part of the story stays consistent
1: and the story is still consistent. Um, Annie, I'm go- I would spend longer talking to you, but I want to get in at least one more call before we go to the news. We've got Kate's coming on at 11. I appreciate that. Thank you very much indeed. Um, let's go to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Hello. Hello, Paul. Um, hey, here I am. Oh, it's How Paul. Hello, mate. How are you doing?
10: uh. uh <laughs> it's just to do with a book you you talked about some time ago go on
1: which book was this paul
10: um which which book well yeah, I've, I've, I've written two books only um but the the book is a book um they're, they're noted down um in sort of, sort of, sort of like uh,
1: wittgenstein uh, notation Paul, no Paul, Paul, Paul. Can yeah. I ask you a question? Do you live on your own? Yes. Do you do you see, do you see a doctor regularly? It sounds like a weird question, doesn't it? it? Is a weird question. Do you speak to a doctor? When was the last time you saw your GP? Ye- ye- well,
10: uh, uh, I am classified as a paranormal schizophrenic with
1: epilepsy. I got that... Do you know what? I got a little bit of that vibe. I got a little bit of that vibe. Um, so you... Hot, just... I got a little bit of a vibe that there was... That, that, that there was some... It was a mental health issue going on. I don't know why. I'm just quite sensitive to these things. When was the last time you saw your doctor, Paul? Uh, not long ago. OK. All right. So you're in regular contact with your doctor. Um, no, I'm just going to say, listen, because... Can I be really honest with you, Paul? Mm-hmm. Would you be would you be offended if I spoke honestly to you because I think you deserve honesty? Yeah. The last few calls we've had with you, you have sounded very confused and I've been very worried about you. Why? Because um we haven't spoken about your books. We haven't... done no, it was ages ago, a good, good while back. I don't think we did, Paul. I really... And if I'm wrong, I apologise. I really don't think we do. The last three calls, including this one, that I've heard you make to this station and this show specifically, mm-hmm. um, have been very confused and have been talking about stuff that you think Catherine or I have been talking about, but actually we haven't. You've actually imagined it. And so that just yeah. makes me a little bit concerned as to whether I mean, you're OK he- and taking care of yourself. Yeah, but you, you said, you, uh, but you said, um,
10: uh, what, what is it? You, you said that you, you,
1: it,
10: I'm sure, I
1: know you. Oh, Paul. I don't think yeah. I did say, I don't think I did say what you're searching for.
10: There was, um, <laughs> there was 13, what,
1: you um, one, Paul, you're searching for. You. Paul, are you alright? No, I'm not alright. You're not alright, are you, man? You're not alright. <laughs> I'm good. Hey. I'm
10: going over the edge. You're going over the edge? Yeah, no, no I'll be alright. What do you mean right. by going
1: over the edge, Paul? Well,
10: me thinking, me someone's coming on the ground floor. Yeah.
11: <laughs>
1: you're getting a bit I mean, confused.
10: Me, me, me left hand, yeah. to see, I was pushed out of the window years ago. Um, Were you? Straight onto concrete apparently.
1: Oh, blimey, mate. Uh, I'm sorry about that.
10: Just recently, my mum died. Uh, Yeah. I've been trying to get... Michael died.
1: I'm sorry that Michael passed away. That must have been tough.
10: He's a friend. Oh, he was. He hadn't been there long.
1: He was as good as he. Paul, uh, Paul, do you live in, like, a sort of sheltered home?
10: No. No, he was... Well, there are people. Uh, a few people. around. All
1: right. Do you have? Is there like a warden there, or a nurse, or or, or, or someone who's in charge, like a grown-up?
10: Oh,
1: okay. oh. Oh.
10: oh. oh it-
1: what, what do you mean? You it, well, uh, well, like is there like a warden who lives there with you, or or a carer, or somebody? Well, no, it's
10: just uh, for going out into the community. Or right.
1: The, do you? Do you? Okay. Paul, l- l- hmm. um, I'm worried about you, man. But I'm also well, I'm also painfully aware there's nothing I can do for you at the moment. Right. Well, yeah,
10: but you did have the ball.
1: No, right. you imagined it, Paul. You imagined
10: no, I, it. i didn't, because I've got the other copy of a different book. Even more. Well, the reason why I wanted to ring you yeah. was to find out that, cause you, of you, you, that book, which which was stolen off me by, by some buyers. Sort of, oh, like Paul,
1: Paul. Listen, I have to go because I'm really late for the news. Right. But 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 the thing yeah. you're thinking about me stealing a book. That so did...
10: look, you, you never stole the book. Okay. You, you, it's not you. You didn't stole the book. All right. They could send the book to you, I suppose. All
1: right. Yeah. P- Paul, listen. I have to go, man. Yeah. Um, have you ever called the Samaritans? I
10: don't need Samaritans. Anymore.
1: I think they might be able to... I think it just might be nice for you because I've only got... Literally, I've got got to go in the next 30 seconds. I'm late for the news and we've got a guest who's waiting for us in a hotel room. Um, Yeah. But I... I, With the Samaritans... With me, you get five minutes. With the Samaritans, you can have two or three hours if you want to talk. Well, I don't want
10: them.
1: Okay. All right, Paul. Well, listen, I have to to move on tonight, man, but it's nice to talk to you, mate, and you hang in there. Bye. All right, Paul. Take care. Hey yeah hey, hey. yeah. We've we've covered everybody in that hour, haven't we? really. Sorry, Cathy, you've been really silent. You're going to join in with Kate Robbins in a bit.
2: No, that's fine. Okay. I was letting you do your thing. Thank
1: you. Let's. We're really late for news. This is Talk Radio.
5: Across the UK, online and on DAB.
1: Get an earful of unusual
0: nocturnal emissions with radio's lord of misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian
1: Lee, yeah. on Talk Radio. So yeah. oh, we're about to go on the radio. I'm going to call up Kate Robbins. Where is it with guests these days? Yesterday, Will, what was his name? Not Will Young. Will Store. Store. Can I come in at quarter party? It's a rocked up at nine minutes past ten. Kate Robbins. Oh, yeah, I'll come on at half past ten. No, the message, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the bar. You'll have to call me later when I've left the bar. She
2: was meeting like an executive from the theatre. Oh,
1: outrageous behaviour. Hang oh, I've dialed a number wrong. Hang on. I'm dialing it now, Kate. Put the drink down, love. Finish it off. Pour it. Pour another one. <laughs> <laughs> pour another one. She's uh, she's in a show, isn't it? Always working. Have you seen her IMDb? Always working. Makes you sick. Makes you is. sick, doesn't it? I'm, I'm excited about this. This will be good. Let's see she's if she incredible. answers. She's
11: incredible. You'll love her.
1: Who's going to answer? Is it her or Silla? It'll <laughs> <laughs> be her. Here we go.
9: I'm
1: here. Hey! hey! <laughs> <laughs> it's Kate Robbins. Hello, Kate. Hello. Now, listen, first of all, we should have got you on years ago, yep. and I don't know why I didn't ask you, right? I do know it's because... Am I on
5: live radio at the yeah, moment? Oh,
1: God, I should have said, yeah, we're on the radio, so do your posh voice, please. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Um, I once sat opposite you at Three Counties Radio, and I was too nervous to properly come and say hello to you. I think I nodded. Well,
5: I must admit, when I saw you, I have to say, I, I kind of fell in love with you in the jungle a bit, and I thought because I've always thought about you being rooted in comedy, and then when I heard that you were doing this late-night show, I started yeah. listening to you, and then when I saw you in the jungle, and I realised that you were damn
1: good, man. Yes, you like, <laughs> realised your show <laughs> wasn't funny.
5: <laughs> no, not not at all, and I just want to say, and this is a serious point, okay. I've I just caught the end of your last caller. are hey, a poor this. bloke. No, and I just want to say to you that it is so lovely and so important that radio shows like yours actually do extend an arm of friendship and kindness to people like that, because honestly, there's so much confrontational television and you know, everything's computational and, you know, it's so lovely to come across that, and I this just is, think... Oh, thank th- you well,
1: thank you for noting it, because this is the thing that me and Catherine are trying to create. This is why we call it the late-night alternative, because everything, isn't it's it, Catherine, is... Everything very is well very to- caring. Everything is pointing the finger and creating fear and hatred, and that's not what we're about, is it, Catherine? No, the whole
2: point Mom. is that we're trying to be in a bit of an oasis away from all that Brexit Saying stuff.
1: that, though, uh, Robbins, we're about to destroy you, all right? Oh, go um, on, then. Now, no, listen, because I tell you I, I uh, and I, I did tweet this. This is absolutely true. I think this is why I'm a little bit nervous around you. You and the original um, uh, Catwoman on Batman, uh, yeah. you Julie t- Newmar. Julie Newmar. You two were my first kind of um, you know stirrings. Uh, like I'm Ooh. talking, long, yeah, I'm talking young, like, like eight or nine. Oh, when you, no, no. when you were on that barge in Crossroads. Oh, do you know what?
5: And I was. I was so nervous doing that love scene, and then really? the duck, well, there was a duck quacking, and it made the one uh, of <laughs> the very first ever. Uh, what was the programme called? Um, It'll zero, be all right think, on the night. Yeah, in the very first ever. Because I said to him, I'll never forget the line. I say, I do love you, Adam. It's just that I've got to go to London. Now, I'm only in Birmingham. So it's like an hour and a half away. And I'm saying, I do love you. I've just got to go to Birmingham. I said, it Never mind, Kate. Don't worry. And I was called Kate in the thing. Of course. Never mind, Kate. And he said, But I tell you what, I'd strangle that. And it was just, it was the first, yeah. I mean, on
1: air, so uh, well, well, how? Listen, because we—I know you from 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 the acting, I know you from the singing, and I know your course from the comedy. How, I don't know how you started. How did you get into doing this nonsense I for a was- living?
5: I was uh, a cocktail pianist in Liverpool when people were ordering Tia Maria and Lucas aid. Wow. I was, I was playing the piano in the background. When, and then I got a little band, and then I, which is when I was 16, 15, 16. And then I left school at 16, and then I started doing it seriously. And then people used to say, Hey, go on, get a strong girl. So I started <laughs> singing with the piano. And then I took my band, and we, my band called Kate and & Co., and we went around the country just doing gigs. And, you know, I was told by a very, I have to mention his name, a very famous cousin of mine called uh, Paul McCartney.
1: Br- f- said, brother of Mike McCartney, of course, the, who is the real talent know. in that family. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Paul said, he said to me, if you go and do loads of gigs, um, and he came to a few gigs, he said, if you go and do some gigs and show me that you, you know, you've got the work ethic, you've got a real work ethic. Yeah. Um, he said, I'll help you do a demo, and he, like, paid wow. for a demo. And he did, and he stuck to his word, and he did. And I did get a record deal with RCA, you know, and um, and then I sort of ended up coming down to London, and I wrote a song for of black and then I was in the Eurovision Song Contest, and I've done everything, Naff me, really. everything. Well, naff.
1: well, here's the thing, uh, and I, I think we—I well, we, I don't think there is anything Naff anymore. I'm at a, a well, period of my well, life. I don't think there is naff. anything Naff.
5: What well, surprise, surprise, it's quite Naff. Wasn't well, it, no, really? it wasn't.
1: You wrote the theme tune to that, didn't you?
5: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, I wrote it for Scylla. Wow. I was a songwriter in London and I knew she wanted a song that she could sing at the end of the show and walk towards camera singing it like as she's walking away from the people she's reunited. <laughs> and she used to do it, she used to do it years before that in a show. And um, she used to sing Step Inside Love, Step Inside You A place. Great song. And Paul McCartney wrote that yeah. song. And he said to me, Write one with a similar kind of feel and send it to her in her voice. So it did. So I sent a demo to her, and I went, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and then she yeah, ended not recording it. And it's been a lovely little earner for me, you know. You,
1: it's you, nice. And do you, still get, you, know you don't listen. still get a check through the post for that, do you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, really?
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm singing it every night in
1: Club Tropicana, which is the musical I'm in. Plug, well, plug. Well, no, no, uh, no. I, I pl- listen, plug away. So I, I saw this. So this, this. This is on tour, isn't it, this Club Tropicana? Yeah. Where, Where are you at the moment? I'm in Cheltenham, very nice and posh. Ooh, then where yeah. are you where are you next week? <laughs> is is it as nice yeah. and posh? In
2: Hull? I love. Them. Oh, hold, yeah. we like
1: cold and a bit Go to things. Wings.
2: Yeah. Oh, yes. Go on, tell her about Wings. Right, Wings is this place. Right, you pay before you sit down for dinner. It's like, and oh. then and then they take you down to this underbelly. Oh, about it? Yes, it's amazing. Oh, she does. It's like a big cruise ship, or you can eat, but they rule it with like a, an iron fist, and they'll stand over you and make sure you don't use your refills irresponsibly you sure and a stuff.
5: Jenny Lane doesn't
1: turn up, whether it's somebody doing an impression of Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's missing. They need a wings tribute. There. I need a Wings tribute, definitely. So, what is Club um, Tropicana? What is it? The
5: Club Tropicana is it's um, a 1980s comedy musical um, using all the songs from the 80s, well, from a certain period between about 1981 to
9: 1984.
5: Yeah. Uh, and we just sing all these songs, but it's a story based around a hotel, and uh, I play the cleaning lady who does impressions, and it's just you know what? It gets people away from black holes and Brexit, and oh, God, yeah, it makes people laugh, and yeah. uh, they have gone mad for it and I'm not just saying that It's I, I, I cannot even, I don't want to say it because I'm scared it'll break the spell but we have played since January in a different town every week and it has gone down a storm Everywhere, and it's you know, it's just refreshingly because um, it's set in the 80s. Yeah. We kind of do 80s humor as well, which is a bit weird. <laughs> but you know, we make some references to like, well, wouldn't it be good if there was a currency in Europe that everyone could use? Oh, that'll never happen. There yeah, you know? we go. There's some, there's some prophetic stuff in it as well. But Cap, um, can we
1: find the list of where this is? Because a, yes. I want, we're going to give it a plug, and B, I want to see if we can blag some free tickets to a show. <laughs> right. show New oh, it's- you are so well We're coming. We're
5: co- Carol Borderman, my mate Carol Borderman is coming and I have to say, when Carol comes to something she makes sure everybody knows she's coming she's brilliant and she's been tweeting about and she's coming on, on uh, this Friday but you know, we have had a lot of people just, and everyone just, I think what it is, as I say, everyone's fed up of Brexit. Yeah, of course. Of and it's just a nice, going into spring, summer, everyone comes out on a Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, Friday night and, and it's a good laugh yeah. and it's Just sing along at the end and and get up and dance. You know, it's a a real. It's like the new Mamma Mia, really. I suppose because everybody knows the songs already, so you are you're on a winner there. Yeah. But it's the comedy that they. You know, I mean, I I, my my role. I did sort of help to create my role in this. I wrote a few lines for it myself because I said to the writer, the writer is brilliant, and I just can I just stick a few things in there that
1: I would do. So it's lovely because it's a new musical, so you're creating these new roles. You know, it's great. You Um, um. I was looking today. You've never stopped working, right? You've never stopped no, working.
5: But you know, I haven't been. You know, do you know what it's like? I've done voiceovers. You know, you are risky. You do not give up with payments or leave a loan secured on it. And I actually They're did. Uh, I remember. I, I remember thinking, I don't really want to do these voiceovers anymore. When somebody said to me, I was singing a jingle for um, a solicitor called. Um, it was Robert's Solicitors, and I thought, okay, fair <laughs> enough. And Mr. Roberts, Mr. Roberts had written the jingle himself. Wow. And he said yes. Um, he went. Can you do it like this, Robert Solicitors? <laughs> I went. Okay, Robert Solicitors. It was me and um, another guy. And then he went. Yeah. And these are the words: When there's a death in the family, <laughs> and, oh and you are like, you say, Oh, and he said, Can you put a harmony on death in the family? <laughs> oh, no, it's all gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we are yeah. listen to be consistently working because I've, I've, I've had I've had ups and downs. And Listen, an Ian, and then I had an advert once. So I had to sing, um, you know, "Wonderful World," a song by Louis Armstrong. Of course, yes. I said, "Trees of green, red roses too." You know that song, and I'm singing, "I see the blue for me and you." And I'm just, just doing this advert, and I turn the page of the music, and I think to myself, "What a wonderful world of leather." And I think, <laughs>
1: No, please, it's enough. My no. best one. I, I, I do voiceovers, and they, they're they're great gigs. I they're great gigs because if you get a nice no. one, you, you you do an hour's work, and you can make a few yeah, grand no, out of it's it. Fantastic, yeah. But, but I had one of the first ones I did when I didn't. And it's, you've, you've got to learn. Basically, you sit in a booth, and there can be like 10, 15 people on the other side of the glass talking silently about you, and oh, then yeah. they'll come in. But one of the first ones I had, I did this voiceover. I got no idea what it was for. It's some TV ad. And the guy, they were the fifteen people were talking, and it was getting a. And the, the sound guy turned and pressed the mic. He said, "Ian, that was great. Could we do it again? Could you try and make it a little bit more orange this time?" Now, when you're presented with an instruction like that, all you can do is go, <laughs> "Okay, yeah, I'll, I will that's give a, that a go." That's a very diverse direction, isn't it? It
5: was
4: ridiculous. I mean, you
5: know, I've been asked to sound like a cross between Winston Churchill and Rick Mail. <laughs> go on, do it. And I- no, well, I, I couldn't, I like, oh, fine, not it? little
8: like
9: a big kid. No, I don't. I do it. terrible. Um,
5: I've done Elvis Paisley, which is, you know, Elvis Presley, but as it, as Ian Paisley, changed my baby, left me. I found a new piece of growl. <laughs> I had to do Elvis Paisley. I've done everything. It's just been mental, honestly.
2: The major note the that comes thing, up I with you, Ian. The, in, best, the if- best money I got, Is yeah.
5: the best money I got was for a... Uh, Certain company. I'll say the name, Rabina. And I, I played, and I go in, and I, they say, Kate, here's your script. And it literally is the letters O O O O O O H, and then W O O O H. And I just go in, and I go.
1: Woo-hoo, bye then. See ya. <laughs> we have we got I'll send Rosie. The We've got Rosie who listens to this. Her granddad invented Ribena. She gets not a penny for it. Go on, Kath. What are you going <laughs> we're to say? I'm going to say the
2: major note you get these days from uh, from the voiceover guys is, "Can you do it again, but sound a little bit less sarcastic?"
1: <laughs> oh, that's the one I get. I do get that. Yeah. Can you sound less sarcastic? I don't. Um... That's interesting, isn't it? They think yeah. you have an edge to your voice, and I, and I would uh. say actually you have
5: the most. Compassionate voice, uh, certainly. Yes. When I heard you before, thank you. Um, so that's interesting. As soon you... as you start reading the script, no, I tell you what you do. <laughs> as soon as you're reading off the page, you change. That's what it is. You're not
1: yourself. You anymore. did a film with a friend, a very good friend of mine, and I'm slightly. I'm nervous about bringing it up because this film, it, it this film got slated. It got slated so badly. It was made. It was funded by lottery money. That my uh, f- uh, uh, yeah, sex lives of potatoes. You got it. It was my friend. I'm friends with Mackenzie, Mackenzie Crook, and he was I, so depressed. I'm a- it's a work of art. He's, I'm proud of it. Well, it's a, it's a cracking little film, right? But, but it, it, it got oh, yeah. really bad reviews, and Mackenzie was really down about it. And then one night he phoned me up and he said, Ian, they're, they're slagging off the film on the 10 o'clock news. There was an item on the 10 o'clock news yeah. about how lottery yeah. mon- money was funded. <laughs> I know. But that's the a great Daily little Mail, film.
5: I think you really cracked it, though, when you know, when you've made Daily Mail headlines. Yes. We, we, we had the Daily Mail were outraged by it because it was lottery funded. And it was uh, filthy. It was about, It's still a funny film, though. I mean, honestly, if if, you ever want to have a laugh, drink a bottle of wine and watch Sex Lives of Potato Men. I'm, the only thing is I am seen in a bra so my kids are mortified um, and I remember my son obviously was too young at the time you know and then since then he's now grown up you know 26 year old works in television and he's saying like mum oh my god I've just found that film oh mum i the so embarrassed you're in a bra and I'm like well, well sorry about that you know there you go but you know these things happen
2: <laughs> at least your bra on going to be worse
1: was, yeah it
5: a, oh, no it's a big matronly bra it's not <laughs> sexy it's horrible it's absolutely horrible
1: now your, um, your one of your girls was in the jungle last year, and we, we had a little chat about this on Twitter. I couldn't watch it, because I found the whole experience when I did it in two, 2017, it was s- such a huge experience that I just, I had to – Kath back me up on this – I just had to avoid it this year.
5: Emily, Emily said it's life-changing, really. Yeah. She, she said she found it absolutely um, life-changing and and aff- affirming, and, and, and I think I think really, she felt, I don't know if you felt this, Ian, that just being, just going somewhere where you're not allowed to look at social media oh, for about great. three weeks was just weird. And yet yeah, she thought it was great, yeah. yeah. And then she didn't have to put makeup on. And then she just, she said, and then she was with these nice people, she got on with them. And she said, it was just so, such a revelation, really, yeah. you know. And, and I just said to her before she went in, you know, as a family, we all sat round and discussed whether she should do it or yeah. not. Because as an actress, you know, you can. A lot of people would say, well, you'll never be cast in anything ever again if you do The Jungle. And she said, I'm sick of living in London on no money, living, trying to live in a flat in London, mm. earning, you know, doing one movie a year, which doesn't even pay for the blooming council tax, you know. And so she said, no, I'm just going to do it and see what it brings. And um, and it's been fantastic for her. I mean, I don't know whether it has been for everybody. I think it certainly was good for you. Ian, oh, God, I, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I saw you doing adverts on, you know. No, oh, I, mean, I have really got. Nicely. I, I really
1: got nicely. a really good year after that of a lot. Of, my TV career was over, right? And I, I told you I did it to pay for a divorce and so that my kids, who were six and eight at the time, <laughs> was well, honestly for well, you. Well, no, there was, and my kids would see me on TV because they'd never really seen me, and and both yeah. of those things worked. and and luckily as well, I got a year of. TV work off the back of it. So
5: it came across as so uh, as you are very intelligent. You talked about mental health yes. problems, and you also, you know, were a thief. Yes, I'm oh. stealing some strawberries. It He was great. very funny, and it was just lovely, you know. And I think that Emily had the same appeal to people. What? Um, what
1: did she, what, did, what, what, what did, she did she have to do on there? What did what trials did she have to do on there? And what was it like as a mum watching her do it?
5: Well they tell you when the trial has been done like when it was a dangerous one jumping out of a plane she hated that she screamed all the way down so everyone thought she was going to be a screamer all the way through and people were tweeting oh this girl's annoying but then when it was um, lying in a um, you know some sort of horrible coffin with snakes (laughs) all over you and you know rats and whatever um, she just sort of was very brave and I I I remember thinking because I've got three kids and I remember thinking Gosh, I didn't think Emily would be that brave. Mm. I thought she would, like, go, eh, eh. I thought she'd be a bit, you know, screaming. And she just kept saying, I'm thinking of Christmas dinner. And she just, and then they said to so funny, they said to her, Well, what, what do you want to eat in your Christmas dinner? She said, I'll go for the cheese board first. <laughs> it's like, cheese board first? <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. yeah of so course, you know, Tesco sent us a nice cheese board at Christmas. Oh. It was lovely. You know, and I thought, oh. oh, these were benefits. Great. <laughs> you were lusting
2: after cheese, I weren't was, you? I was
1: like, here's the thing when you're in there, because you t- you, I got, I went in there five days after everyone else, and they were all talking about food. I was thinking, you're boring it. But then five days yeah. in, I joined in, and you're not talking about you know luxurious lobster, no. and you're talking about toast. You're talking about a cheese sandwich. You're talking about the um, aesthetics you, of basic foods. You know, yeah, getting a curly whirly, like really small kind of home comfort food. That's <laughs> what.
5: Yes, and I think that you know they've gone away from obviously to what, the way the program is edited is a, is a very important thing we know that but yeah. I think that they, they they sent in Noel Edmonds to try and kick up a fuss to sort of create some sort of a controversy or you know some sort of um you know just some some friction really and, and it didn't work, didn't work did is, it no no and he you know he was bailed he was the first one out Although I'm sure he didn't care because the amount of money he got.
1: You get but paid. Was the, the the, that-, that was my question to the producers. Look, if I get booted out first, do I get the same money? They went, Oh yes. I went, well, Fantastic. Then you know, I, I, I came third. Which was, <laughs> where did where he did Emily come?
5: Yeah, Emily came second. Oh, fantastic! What a thrill! Yeah, what a which thrill. meant she, which meant she didn't get the walk over yeah. the bridge because they've always left the two. So the two, you know, it was her and Harry in the jungle. just the two
1: of them. Yeah. We all
5: knew Harry was going to win and. Um, and he's lovely, and you know, I'm still friends with Sandra, his wife.
1: But you must have noticed but, yeah. being out with her. She, I mean, she, listen, she's a big star. We've seen her in, in the in betweeners and all this stuff. But, but going on a show like that with 12, 13, 14 million yeah, viewers. Does a big star before at all. Now she wasn't. Oh, she she was well, but people, a... people, would, people would recognise her, wouldn't they, walking down no, the street? No, not really. Oh, really? You know, okay. Sometimes with the in between us, yeah. now, I mean, it's not, now it's a bit bonkers. But, but now um... it's like, I bet it, it, the thing that shocked me is it's nine, ten-year-old kids, I bet, going up for a selfie with her.
5: Oh, yes, it is very much so. And it's And weird. when we do our, in Club Tropicana, when we do our bows at the end, people, you know, they're shouting to you, oh, bravo, or whatever, you know. And one woman shouted for her, and I just was so embarrassing with all the other actors we
1: love Emily oh that must make you proud
5: <laughs> no not when you have just done our show it's like, what's I got, what's I got to do with this
1: <laughs> hey listen I've got to ask how is Ted doing because Ted was poorly oh. a while ago and again another friend of mine Alex Lowe work, has worked with Ted is, 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 how's he doing
5: Oh, is Alex your friend? Oh, I love Alex Lowe. Alex mm. Lowe is delightful. Tell, tell, and... who, tell your punters who, who Alex Lowe is. Well, he's uh, he Barry, up, he, from Barry from
1: Watford. Who used to, he's been phoning me for the last 12, funniest 15 fan. years. He's hilarious. He's the
5: funniest character. Yeah. I love that character. And he introduced me to another act called... I don't know that. I've forgotten the actress's name. She plays Tina Turner, Tea Lady. Have you seen her? No,
1: I don't know who that is. She's no. the Tea
5: Lady that does Tina Turner songs. <sighs> it's the... <laughs> it's the funniest thing. I love it. It's Tina Turner, Teen Lady. If you ever get the chance,
1: oh, I'm going to check to her out. YouTube. How funny! Oh, but is, I, Ted, is Ted all I'm right? Because really Ted was poorly, wasn't he?
5: Yeah, he was, and he he had um when he was a child, he had um a bad heart. But um obviously when he got old, when he got overweight, and then he got ill, he was doing the Peter Kay uh, comic relief thing, and, yeah. and it was awful because we were all there in the audience. We'd all had a drink. You know, we were all like, eh, Ted's coming on. Eh. And I knew as soon as I saw him, that was my brother. Didn't and I right. just, no, I said, he's just, he's stepping this out. He's not doing it properly. It was like he was just doing a stagger through and he and then he just killed over. Ay, um, ay. He died for 17 minutes. No. Uh, and a man in the audience, who was a, um, uh, sorry, what do you call him? Paramedic. Yeah. Um, just jumped up, jumped up. Oh, good for And him. broke 12 of his ribs to get to his heart. Dang and Ted's the a neck. big fella, took a lot of banging. Yeah. And um, going back to life, and those two are best buddies. I mean, they are. T- t- I would say he's his best friend now. How funny! And they, they still go out together. And, and is he all right?
1: He he he's recovered? recovered? Yeah. Oh well, yeah, he's great. He's better than ever. He's got four stones. Because I've got to say, um, the slammer that that show. I mean, Ted, Ted is great, right? I've always I've always thought you two were great. But that the slammer, that kids show, and I, the kids shows was can sound it? a bit insulting. It's it's not meant to. Be, that is a great program. It was a talent show in a prison. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's so good. That that. It's so funny, yeah, and and was I'm was sat good, there too. laughing even when my kids aren't watching it. It's such a great oh, show. And
5: it, and it and it you know it won lots of and it was a very very good show that. It's a bit like sort of um, a sort of X-factor idea, but set in a prison with the governor. Ted was the governor, wasn't he? Yeah. He's like the judge of all that. And, of course, you've got all those variety acts, which kids have never seen before. Yeah. Because circuses don't really exist anymore. Well, not much. Or or you don't let your kids go to circuses, if you've got any sense. I mean, sorry, I'm going to get people complaining about that. But,
11: you know, who wants to go to a circus and
5: see animals mistreated, you know? But... And it was
1: great that show. because yeah. was a circus act. Yeah, fantastic, wasn't it? So, so I'm you like that. I'll tell you. Oh it was, no, it's a great show. You saw and you saw some some weirdos. Kath, have we got the, the list of where? Yes, we have. The Club Tropicana is playing. Yeah, please? we have.
2: So oh. Hull's New Theatre, fifteenth to twentieth of April. Lovely. Then Wimbledon, yes. the New Theatre, twenty third oh, yeah. to twenty seventh.
1: Nice. Wolverhampton. to that one, yeah. Well, maybe I mean, we'll a bit. Who's playing this you show every night? You're going for you're going from Hull to Wimbledon up to Wolverhampton. No. Who's they just thrown darts
2: at a map. <laughs> what is this? <laughs>
1: Um, but then, it's to do with when the
5: theatres are available, isn't I it? It's not, so. to do with, it's not to do with geography. So you've got I'm Wolverhampton,
2: sure. Coventry, Oxford, Sunderland, Edinburgh, Canterbury, Clanderno, Liverpool. Where's Canterbury? Right. Canterbury and Kent. Yeah. is it? <laughs> Liverpool. We're doing Liverpool as You're well. You're doing, doing Liverpool. You can go home. You're doing the Empire on the 1st and 6th wow. of July.
5: Look yeah. at We're doing the Empire. I yeah. thought we were doing the um, Brian Epstein thing. I anyway. don't you're telling me I haven't looked at the list for a while. <laughs> I just literally, I'll just do a week and then i think about the next week, next
1: week. I am, we are going to, Kath and I are going to send you a cheeky little text with with some dates and we're going to come down Please and come. we're going to shout. You're very welcome. That'll be absolutely fantastic. And
2: we won't shout We Love Emily, we'll say no. We
1: Love Kate. wait, forget him. Emily who.
2: <laughs> and how,
1: long did, how long does this go on for, Kate? And then have, yes, ha, no, have no, you got think... something lined up afterwards or have you got a little break coming up?
5: Well, I mean, it's going on till August. Oh. I don't know what's going really, I'm, i going to finish the show and see what's happening. I'll probably have a holiday, because it's quite hard work, you know. I'm
1: going to do
5: eight shows a week, yeah. yeah. But I love it. I love it, because the cast are all my kids' age, and they just make me feel... I don't know, they're like... They're just like on the matriarch, you know, and it's like we have such a laugh, and we surrounded by all these of dancing and it's
1: great. We, we love you. There's loads more I want to talk about. We, we, we've not mentioned Victoria Wood or, or, um, or Spitting Image or any well, of this. Next time, no, this is it. You're welcome on any time. And any time you're in London, but if listen, you want to I come in to one say, night. Once again, I'm going to reiterate. Once again, your, your radio show Bless is you.
5: absolutely... It should be award-winning. It's absolutely fantastic what you do for people the way you care about lonely people it's just brilliant Oh, so,
1: kate, well done. thank you thank you thank you i'm looking forward to seeing yes, the God show bless everyone! and we will get you in one night you take care kate yeah. lovely to talk to you
2: bye-bye darling bye. bye there we go let's
4: do
12: kate
1: robbins
2: she's a bit quiet isn't she
1: <laughs> i love those interviews where I, I, I ask a question, but before I've even finished the question, she's off on a 10-minute monologue.
2: She's wonderful. I still get paid the same. Isn't she brilliant? <laughs> yeah. Isn't she brilliant? I worked with her for about two weeks. It was an absolute joy. Absolute I look,
1: joy. I, I, I made notes. I never make notes for anything, but I made notes. I've done a quarter of them. A quarter of them. We'll get her in. We're going to go and see her show. We're going to get her in one night. That was brilliant. Right, let's take a break. The phone lines are, 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 are open. The switchboard is empty. Oh, three. Sorry, I just bubbed. Oh three <laughs> four four. Four nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative. Weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and
0: taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee
4: small hours. <laughs>
0: You've been trolling me big time, mate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: I love Kate Robbins. I love Kate Robbins.
2: Feelings mutual. We all
1: need a bit of Kate in our life we're going to go and see that show here's the thing i i spent a lot of my time turning down work because it was naff being embarrassed by work i'd done because it was naff and judging other things for being naff now i'm 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 two two months away from being 46 i don't think there is any i don't think naff exists naff does not exist you're getting paid for it great imagine making a, trying to make a living in this ridiculous business you're getting paid for it great you enjoying it even greater there's no such thing as naff um and once you get once you realize that the freedom is amazing it's amazing i'm doing i'm on a channel five game show i think it's on the 19th mine is going out someone told me um five years ago i would have turned that down because it was naff it's a laugh I sing a couple of... What was the first song I sang on there? I sang I'm a Believer at the end. I sang something at the start, didn't I? But I can't remember... Was it
2: Was it a uh, Neil Diamond? I said, no,
1: I don't know. I sang something at the start and I cannot, for the life of me, remember what it was. Anyway, some people might think it's a bit naff. Do you know what? I got paid a grand and I had a laugh doing it and I got to um, hang out with Danny Baker. The other
2: thing is... that is, naff? It Works for me. Not everyone's going to be John Gilgood.
1: No. Works for me. I got it was it was easy money. I got to um, work with Danny Baker, who I, I adore, and Lisa Tarbuck, who I adore, and some other you know, um, um, the the lad, uh, Joe Swash, Joe, Joe Swash. Swash, Joe Swash, and the the young uh, the woman from EastEnders was on it, who I found very very funny actually. She was cheating oh, a lot.
2: Samantha Womack. Samantha Womack. I was about to date myself. No, like, <laughs> <in> a... <laughs> me too. Um, and people go, that's, that's
1: a bit naff. And, yeah, I got paid a lot of money and I had a real laugh doing it. Real laugh. And I met some really nice people. Here's the
2: deal, and I learned this from... Um, it kind of confirmed what I thought, but listening to Screwbees Pip's podcast, yeah. uh, he was talking to someone. Who was it he was talking to? A really interesting guy. And they were talking about how we have, in this country in particular... We've been sort of brought up to think that if you don't hate your job, somehow that work is not valid.
1: Ooh, yeah,
2: that's a good line. Whereas actually what you should do is recognise the fact that some people have found the key to going in and doing something that makes them laugh all day and getting paid for it. And in, in fact, instead of hating them for it, you should be trying to find out what you could do to make your job a little bit less crap.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that.
2: It's the kind of Protestant work worth it? I've ethics? got a
1: thing that's going to make the, the, the. Have you heard of the? We've talked about this before. Go on. The Four Agreements. Uh huh. Have you? We mentioned this I've a never few read weeks it. ago. I've heard of it. Right. We mentioned this a few weeks ago. I couldn't remember. It. And then a friend of mine on Facebook. And I only have like a dozen friends on Facebook. They're they're all kind of monkeys. People. It's a woman called Caroline Boyce, who is the widow of the songwriter Tommy Boyce, who um, co-wrote Stepping Stone and the Monkeys. Anyway, kind of irrelevant. Um, and she lives in Nashville. And she kind of, po- you know, she's a woman, I think, in her late 50s, and she posts stuff about, you know, w- what what 60s song lyric are you? And, and and she posts a lot about her little little dog, Luna. And it's really nice seeing it. Grandchildren an
2: alien... she's got as well, is not she? She's got
1: um, a gra- grandchild, yeah, young grandchild, uh, yeah. And it's such an alien world to me. A woman in her, possibly even her early 60s, living in Nashville. Right it was such an alien world. So I love these twi- these these um these facebook messages. And she posted the other day the four agreements which are these sort of four rules is perhaps slightly overegging the pudding a bit. I, 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 and and I hadn't seen them for ages. I read a book on it a therapist years ago gave me a book on it and I just read them and I went oh yeah. And it sounds hippy dippy and it, you can consider it hippy dippy. But actually they're really simple Suggestions on how to make your life better. Mm-hmm. And I read this book so regrettably and after the first one, I was like, "Oh, all right, yeah, I could see how that one worked. Let's try the second one. Uh, and it's really simple. And if you follow them, it's guaranteed your life will be better. It's guaranteed. Is the first
2: one, don't be a dick? Pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty much what they are. Well, I'm in then.
1: Yeah, honestly, it's pretty much don't be a dick. Or through all four. I'll do them after midnight cause we've got a few calls lined up. I'll do them up. We'll take a quick break. Then we've got Sohail and, and uh, Andre and Alan and Nigel. And then after midnight, we'll come back and we'll do the four agreements. And I tweeted about it. And a few people um, uh, went, oh, yes, now, now you're talking. It's changed my life. And honestly... Really simple. We'll do it in a bit. Uh, Sahel, you're going to be the next caller. 03444991000 is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio.
12: Whispering lunar incantations for cross-parents.
1: Um...
0: Cross-dressers. Yeah, did you know this about me? And cross-rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On Talk Radio.
1: Um, I'm not going to give out the phone number because we've got seven lines. If you, you're waiting, please wait. Let's go to Nigel first. Good evening, Nigel. Oh, good evening, Ian. How, Nigel. How, right? how was the food bank today?
10: Um,
13: I, I I could only bring half of it home because I couldn't get it all in the haversack.
1: Oh, okay, but, but you went. You went though, did you?
13: Yes, I got there for two o'clock. Yeah, okay, so brilliant. It was, so what? What did you get? I got. Um, Two tins, two tins of chicken soup, some Beautiful. hot dogs in a tin Ooh, yes. uh, r- rice pudding and milk pudding and uh, no, rice pudding and custard and some tins of ham and um, tins of meat two tins of meat and some cake okay and two lots of biscuits. Wow uh, I couldn't and that's get, only half uh, of it uh, some bread, bread as well that's o- and um, that's only half of it. that's not bad is it? The milk. But I couldn't bring the cornflakes the corn and the dinner, I couldn't get into my bag. <laughs> you but, need to take I, a bigger
1: bag next time. Well, that's brilliant, Nigel. Well done for going. Yeah,
13: quite a lot of stuff. But um, obviously, I, I haven't got, I need to get a dinner by myself for dinner tomorrow. Okay. I've only got soup.
1: Can you not go back and get the rest of the food tomorrow, or is that or does it not work like no, that? But
13: they didn't. They didn't give out. It doesn't work like you're not okay. supposed to have it more once a week. Right. And okay. I still yeah. need. I still really need a bit of money till, I've got no money till next okay. Wednesday, and it's okay. nearly a week. You
1: know. Okay. Well, you've got. You've got. How's that guy gone through your your bills with you? The advocate has he gone through? the... Uh,
13: he hasn't got back to me yet. No. Okay. Um, they well, haven't rung me back for an appointment yet. But I, I had a bill come today for six hundred pounds electric one. Well, you need again. to make sure
1: you show that. You need to phone them up tomorrow. the, the No, no, it's okay because I rung the
13: electric
1: people
13: a couple of days ago. Nigel, 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 I'm going to stop you there
1: because I think that now that you've got this guy that can help you, I think when it comes to bills and money, it's better if you talk. You've got him now to talk to, so I think it's better that you talk to him Mm. about the bills and money instead of us. If that makes sense. I've
13: arranged it with electric people. They're quite happy if I pay thirty pounds next week.
2: Okay, well, yeah, they will be. Here's the other thing, Nigel. Nigel. And yeah. Simon knows exactly how to talk to these people to get you the very yes. best deal. And here's the thing I worry about: if you ring up worried about what you owe, they're going to take yeah. they're going to take whatever you'll offer them and not necessarily the best deal for you. So really, they always try and get as much as they can. Um, of course they do. Here's the deal: yeah. uh, leave it mm. leave it to Simon trust Simon Simon should speak to them exactly
1: exactly and I think that it's better now for you now you've got Simon we've kind of done Nigel 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 it's really important you listen to me now Mm. that you've got Simon I think that it's that we've kind of done as much as we can in terms of the bills so you talk to Simon about the bills okay so you need to make give him a call tomorrow and get an appointment to see him okay it's I, I a really so good, really him, good... I he's
13: very busy. I
1: know he's very busy. I'm sure he is. But it's a really good sign that you've been to the food mm. bank and you've got Simon who can help mm. you out with the bills. I'm, I'm, I'm it's feeling... Still, it's
13: still a rather a frightening bill. Of course it, it is. Well, you, you
1: speak to Simon about that, all right?
13: Yeah. All right, Nigel. I want you to do, do a quick song there, if I can, as I'm done. Very, very while. quickly. Go on. This is Nigel's Time, the, actual, the, the original, uh, the original um, record made at the, in the studio. Are you going to sing it? Nigel's Time. No, well, it's
4: me singing on it, and it sounds like well, if you listen to the proper record.
1: Well, here's the thing: no. I don't want you to, don't just put phone up and play a record. Along,
13: I can sing with it.
1: Sing, sing with it, and if I don't hear you singing yeah. with it, I'm going to cut you off because there's no, no point I can in just sing playing. With the, it. We, so I don't just play I can a tape now. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. then. Here we go. I'll sing with it. Here we go.
13: Because oh, I've, I've done it so many sing times. Sing with
1: it. Um. <laughs> Some things never change. The audio quality of. Nigel's music. My ears. It's yeah. like I'm underwater.
2: Is that when someone opens both windows in the car? Yes. <laughs>
13: Calling up, talking to the oh, nation dear. Sing a song,
9: melody For your adoration
8: Late night, boys I'm
9: keeping you away. It's our time, it's our time to shine
1: Okay. Well, I'm gonna. It's, it, it's not anymore because the audio quality there is absolutely awful. Let's awful. Let's go to to Helen. Good evening, jeez. Hi,
5: Lee. I'm, I'm driving, I'm hands free That's great
1: news, Helen. What can we do for you in this very short <laughs> phone call? I just wanted advice about
5: dating. I'm 43, I'm just getting divorced and I'm just I'm self employed, so I would make some for me to meet somebody when I'm out and about or in a welcome
8: side. I would I would suggest
1: you want out. you want some advice about dating. My suggestion would be don't call them hands free when you're driving because it's really hard to hear. Thanks very much for your call. I mean, let's try Sohail. Good evening, Sohail. Hello, mate. I'm i I'm a long time listener, first time caller. Hooray!
2: Well done. Get
1: there we go. Yes, sir. Oh. What can we do for you? I've got to that.
11: I just I just wanted to say I moved to London uh, eight months ago. Prove it. Uh, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry, that's one of my favourite uh, lines just to throw out when someone says, "Prove it." Uh, go on. Sorry, uh, continue. Continue. I that. Let's go. So. Um, uh, when I
11: got here, you know I've got lots of friends in Bristol, but not many in London. Yes, and I've been listening to you guys since I got here, and it's 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 been a real, it's been a real, it's been a real blessing and a curse. And I, and and and, it, and I've really enjoyed your show. Hey, thank I just, you. I don't want to be um, a bum licky uh, <laughs> uh, bellend, but I, just, <laughs>
6: yeah. I know the terms.
11: Thank you very much. Uh, and I want to say thanks to my roommate, Jan. She's a lovely woman. She's looked after me, and so have you guys. And oh, thank nice. you guys. It, it would have been rubbish. How are, you
1: finding, how are you finding... Are you struggling having moved to London, then? Are you feeling a bit lonely? That's the vibe I'm getting. You're feeling a bit lonely and a bit on your own.
11: Not lonely, but, but in Bristol, I've got lots and lots of yeah. people around me, Yeah. and here it's a bit more isolated. Yeah, London's tough. Uh, London's a tough place to live. But it's, been, but it's been good for me. It's been nice. It's been nice to sort of, like, get to know myself a little bit, you know? Good. Good. Not to have not to have uh, so many people around me and just sort of, you know, concentrate on my own stuff.
1: Good. Well, I'm glad it's but working I, out for you, man.
11: But I put you guys on every night and I uh, think you. you're top.
1: Hey, nice one, Sal. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Give us a call anytime. You're very welcome. Come on, nice
2: call. Here's something I've noticed about London and yes, it's changed. Right. I know that the mayor is very concerned about the quality of air in this uh, fair city, but.
1: You, Les. Sorry? You, Les.
2: I don't think that's. A-
1: Ultra low emissions are oh, right, okay. you, Les.
2: I remember when I used to come into London to see a boyfriend in about 1998. You know, Les. And um, I used to notice that every every time I blew my nose at the end of the day, it, I'd have black bogeys. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. Did does you it? go on the underground? Yeah. It was
1: the underground that used to do it. Was it? Yeah, it was the underground. You I've don't been on now. the
2: underground since and I'm not.
1: Yeah, you don't get black bogeys. They've cleaned it up. They've cleaned it so up. that's
2: good news, everyone.
1: There we go. Thanks very much. Let's go to Kevin. Good evening, Kevin. <laughs> All right, you. Hello, Kev. Okay? I'm okay, Kev. How are you doing, fella? I'm okay. Um, how
4: was your oldie? It... I've lost my voice
2: ever. Sorry. <laughs> you sound very husky.
1: It was brilliant. Well, we had the best, best time. I loved it. I loved my boys. We had fun. We laughed. We. Um, it was really good, man. Thank you. Excuse me, um, but where did you go? Um, I went, we rented, there's like this, um, these, these sort of holiday places, these holiday, it's not camps, but they've the, yeah. basically rented a log cabin in the woods. It sounds romantic and stuff. There were loads of log cabins and they're actually quite luxurious. Um, yeah. and we had a hot tub and we went for bike <clears throat> rides and we learned how to start fires in the woods and we went and looked at birds and we ate and we painted and it was wicked, man. We. Had, and then we spent a day at Peppa Pig World. So it was, you know, ups and downs. Like bear grills, Ex- we were exactly like bear grills, exactly, but with a hot
4: right. tub. I wash bear grills every night. I've got my voice back now. Thank oh, God. there you go! It's a miracle. We've <laughs> cured. We've cured you. <clears throat> oh.
1: I've had a cough over here. I've had a chest infection. Oy, well, don't give it to me, dirty boy. <laughs> um, you need. Oh, right, no. You need some hot, uh, some uh, hot water mixed with some ginger. Boil up some ginger get some ginger root, get a bit of hot uh, lemon in there, some honey, beautiful. That'll sort you out. All right. oh. yeah, that's what I'll yeah. do. Yeah, there we go. Good lad. Is everything all right with you, Kev?
4: Yeah, No, yeah. well, I was just going to ask you about your cats, old Addy,
1: your kittens. The kittens? Well, I don't know if you can call them kittens now. They're like nine or ten months old. One of them, Lucky, is being very, very naughty, and I think she's living somewhere else, because it took her... About 35, 40 minutes to come in the other afternoon when I was out in the back garden shaking the bag of biscuits. Normally, she took, takes about two or three minutes and she comes flying what, across the, the garden. Bag of dreamies? Sorry? Were they a bag of dreamies? They weren't a bag of dreamies. No, he knows his stuff. <laughs> she he loves knows the dreamies. his stuff.
2: She it, does love the dreamies. No,
1: this was just like a big bag of, of biscuits, so it makes a big old noise, right? And it took her about 30 minutes to come in. Yeah. They weren't dreamies. I thought you said greenies. Here's the
2: thing. I bet oh, the old Kev. lady she's seen has got dreamies.
1: Yeah, that'll be it. That'll be it. It's not you, is it, Kevin? You're not kidnapping a black and white cat, are you, Kev? No. Good. You better not be. Otherwise, there'll be trouble. <laughs> there'll be trouble. That's my lucky. <laughs> uh, Kev, listen, I'm going to move on because I want to get one more call in before the news. Thank you very much indeed, Kevin. Thanks for asking after the girls. I love those those little girls. Let's, um, oh, let's go to Mo. Good evening, Mo. You alright, Ian? How are you? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. What have you got? Ian, can you do like a
14: Richard
7: and Sal type Frank call? I like, beg you. Oh, what? Because like, you haven't done one. I've asked Sal three times and never done it A only Richard a and Sal? Yeah, do you know Richard and Sal? How it's done? No.
1: Now, Howard Stern's one of the most overrated radio hosts of all time. Awful. Hey, hey, we got some lesbians sat on a speaker, and I'm going to jerk off while they lick each other's boobs. All right, girls.
4: Here we go. Yeah. Tell me how you like it. That's how it's. No, he's
1: not. No, he's not. He's a lucky chancer. Awful act. Terrible act. He's
4: been in the business for 45 45 years. So what? So what? I mean, he's any
1: good. And he's been on, and, and people pay twelve times a month. I think for his membership. Well, they're, 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 people are idiots. Americans are idiots. We know that. Now I'm going to jerk off. Here's the thing: we got a black man in. I'm going to jerk off while he sits on a speaker. That's that's
4: the act. Well, he does so much. He's one of the most iconic ones I know. Here we got we got
14: we got a, we got a Jew in. Guys. I'm going
1: to jerk off while a Jew sits on a speaker. That's the act. That's the act. He gets people to sit on speakers true. while he masturbates. Or... That's the act. You want that? I can do it, Catherine. Tomorrow. I'd we... rather you didn't. Can we get a speaker nope. and a chinaman? Oh my god! I wanted to sit on the speaker and I'm gonna, I'm gonna jerk off. <laughs> the House so much more than that. He is the king of all U.S. radio. All right. right. Well, I've got an idea, Mo. Why don't you give him a call and tell him what you want him to do for crying out loud? Yes, Andre. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. First, first-time
4: listener, long-time talker. Oh, that's Ian. good because that doesn't quite make I've, sense. Yes, doesn't I've, listen. I've got a big issue here. Yeah? Oh, not listening. All right? right, I've got one big issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no. No. <laughs> Last night. Yeah. Yes, sir. Sorry for burping. Yeah. But that's I, I, all right. I had listen a bit of a constant and wind, and all sorts. Oh, okay. Yeah? Yep. But thirty right, seconds. But I say
1: no, lucky the cat. Yes, I do. Did you put the orange peel down? No. Keep it in. No, I didn't because apparently that's nonsense. And also, I need a that. lot of orange peel to um, yeah. to to get the c- go around the edge of the garden. Get loads of easy peel oranges. Easy peel. Yeah. Okay, all the way around the perimeter. It won't go out,
4: guaranteed. Okay, all you right. 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 though, we are.
1: Anything else you want to say? Seven yeah. uh, ten eight,
4: seven, yes. six.
1: Don't use all five, the wi
13: for
4: my phone. My iPhone's wearing now. Two, one. All
0: right. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee
2: on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
9: Tramp. What you call me? Tramp. You, you don't wear continental clothes or and hats. But I'll tell you one doggone thing. It makes me feel good to know one thing.
1: Nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the late-night alternative weeknights from 10. Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, you can uh, download the Talk Radio app. You can listen to us on the DAB. You can also, also, also go online to talkradio.co.uk. Lots to talk about. Let's go. We've got uh, Paul. We've got Simon. Uh, Let's do Simon first. Uh, Good evening, Simon. Hi, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, Paul. I'm feeling very, very, very good. Although I've got a hair in my mouth. I
15: don't know where that's I'm going a massive from. fan of yours. I've followed you through, you know, the other radio station and I'm
1: a celebrity. Oh, thank you, mate. You're one of the best for me. You're Big one fan. of the best. Big you fan. really are. Love. Well you're one of the, my favourite fans. <laughs>
15: I'm a first time caller, I listen all the time. I'm actually I'm in Crete at the moment. Uh, I was sick, going to see my dad and I got ill, so I'm in the hospital in Crete. No, really? Bronchitis, yeah. But the thing is Oh mate, I'm sorry not, to hear um, that. I didn't get the recommended insurance, so oh, no. I'm having to pay me one thousand five hundred a night for the room.
1: No, I shut the
15: front the doctors, door. Pay for the nurses. Pay for the treatment. Hang on, is studies. Crete is
2: Crete in the EU? Yes, in Greece, isn't it?
15: Yeah, but I haven't got the rec- no because you basically what? if you're a Greek national. Oh no, the Greek the
1: Greek ones are a little bit different. Actually, the, 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 um, there's a, there's a lot of stories of going to Greek hospitals, and even if you've got the right insurance them still yeah. kind of giving you a bill and saying, well, we ain't going to do nothing until you give us a few quid. G- Greece is totally bent when it comes to...
15: 2,000 euro for one night. Fli- they get a room, Fli- Fli- I've had to pay for doctors and everything. Yeah, something. I bet you that have. That doesn't include food either. Yeah. Your own food. You
2: need, is it called an e-hit card or something that people don't realise they still yeah. need when they yeah. go away? Yeah, yeah
1: but, but, but yeah. In Greece, I've heard, I've heard stories of in Greece, they, they and oh, Spain as well, actually, they just ignore it and go, oh, yeah. no, 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 that doesn't work here. No, 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 no. You need, uh, here's, yeah. here's your bill, yeah, sir. I want to ask you, Ian. Yes, sir. I want to ask you one question. You can't have any money. Money. I've been single. I've been single. No, no, no. Okay. So was going to say, could you could you give us a grand for for a sandwich in this Greek hospital? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I don't ask anyone's
15: money. I I work very hard and I always support myself. Good for you. I always have. Now, what I want to ask you is, I've been single for seven years. I went out on a date with a girl uh six weeks ago, and I turned up with some flowers, and she started screaming, saying, "Oh my god." Why have you brought me flowers? That means you're going to stalk me. You're not going to leave me for the rest of my life. You're going to want to, you know, uh, just
1: uh, really <coughs> flowers. Yeah. I would suggest that it, it's not you that with the problem there. I would suggest that perhaps it's her with the problem there. Let's but let's get the female perspective on this, Catherine. About what? Oh, you weren't even, weren't even listening. your neck. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> Go again. <laughs> sorry, mate, go again, go on. I'm going to put the aircon on. You Go again, 7 I've been single seven
15: years. Actually. Right, um, yeah. I bought some flowers for this girl. We met on the first date, and she started screaming like I'd attacked her, saying, oh, why do you want me flowers? Next, you want to move in. Then you're going to stalk me. Then you're going to hunt me down. I thought, it's just some flowers. I mean, what kind of flowers said, no. were they? A wreath? <laughs> no, they were some pink... Pink lilies, orange lilies, blue lilies, red tulips, carnations. Oh. He was I'm being romantic, romantic so, and geez. she's I like to make an
1: impression.
2: All right, well, it was an odd reaction from her. Uh, maybe it was good that she had that, so you know that she's maybe not the one for you.
1: Yeah, I would. I would say, steer well clear onto the next.
15: Well, Ian, they always say there's someone out there for everyone, but I'm, I don't believe that. I don't think there's someone out there for everyone. Is, it's you know. I don't think there's somewhere out there for actually every person. Well,
1: there can't be because if, imagine what we got—like no. eight billion people in the world. What if it's eight billion yeah. and one? What if there's an odd yeah. number, right? Exactly.
2: And and well, some people don't want it, do they?
1: Okay. Well, so well, okay. No, that's, that's there's a, a lot good. of
2: happy singletons.
1: Um, have you been trying to date for the last seven years, or have you been happily single? What was the deal? I've been happily doing my own business because yeah. I, I deliver
15: cars all over the country. It's my own business. I go all over the country. Talk about. Um, no, a lot of girls, they say, oh, you're a great guy, but it's like, it's always, it's always the looks that comes into it. You've got a great personality. I asked my cousin, hey, hey. what would she rather have, personality or a fit guy with no personality? And she said she'd rather have a fit guy <laughs> with no personality.
2: <laughs> That's um, terrible. Yeah, you might, but it depends what you want them for.
15: Yeah. Long term, oh, that gets boring. Oh, fa- I'm old fashioned, I'm genuine, I've never cheated, I've never messed anyone about.
1: It, but I How f- old are you, Simon? I'm going to say 42. I'm going to say 42. 45, Ian. 35, you've got an old man's voice because he's got bronchitis. If, 35. <laughs> yeah,
15: you cheer my day. Upon what did it, you say, 35?
1: Hang on, what did you say? 45. 45, Ian. all right, okay, well, I, was, I was a little bit out, all right. Um, but if it's more than two years, it does count. All right, 45. Here's the thing, I, I think when, when when I was younger, so I can speak from person, when I was younger, yeah. Looks, look. It looks, looks were important. Well, looks are, looks are important, but I want someone that makes Ooh. me laugh. I want someone I can have a laugh Ooh. with and that's it. That's it, really. Someone you can trust. Someone trust. you can trust as well.
2: But also, you say that when you were younger you went for looks, but remember how we were meeting people when we were younger. You couldn't really hear what they were saying because you were probably in some drunken nightclub and you fell into their mouth at the end of the night and that was the end of that and you were looking if you could recognise them the next day. Things have changed. When you're 45, you know, you're a bit, bit more kind of uh, secure yeah. in who you are. You're happy with your business. You know what you're doing. So now it's not about messing about anymore, is it?
15: No, I mean, I, I, never, I always went for personality, and yeah. I haven't really joined these dates. I did join a dating site called Badoo, and it was just like freak, freak
1: show. It was awful. Wow. People asking... Like, what was that? Sorry, what was the name for this freak show... Badu. Badu. Badoo. Badu. Badoo. Erica Badoo. Okay, fine. There
11: were married
15: women on there asking for like threesomes and orgies and all that. It's just forget, what was it? It was <laughs>
12: called, called, called
1: uh, Badu. Ba- Badoo. B-A-D-O-O. Uh, B-A-D-O-O. Badu.
12: Well, maybe that's hey, Ian, not I'll the site for you.
2: Story.
15: I'll tell you a funny story. Go it's on. not rude. Uh, once I was around Scotland and I stopped over and I was knackered, so I pulled over. Yeah. Uh, on Todd Hills, which is Costa Coffee, and I suddenly get a, a flash of the lights. And I knock on the window. Yes. And I said, you're here for the doggy?" And I went, what are you on about when you was here for the dog? And I said, I don't have a dog. He said, what do you mean? And I went, my dog's at home. What are you on about? I didn't know No, what it meant, Ian. Come on, you knew. I swear to you, mate, I thought, swing, I did not know
1: what dog he meant. I, honestly, cause, I and that it really happened, because I, I always thought, I've, I've, when I lived near Hampstead Heath, I saw a couple of guys once. But I always thought that the dogging, going into the lay by or the car park, flashing the light—I always thought that was a myth. I didn't think that really, really happened. But you're saying, what was it, a lady or a gentleman knocking on your window? A gentleman. Of I, it was, I yeah. thought
15: it was. You know, I thought it was people that meet up and take their dogs, go walkies, and talk about the dogs. Honestly, yeah. I'm no stupid. Yeah. I know you're probably be in tears but yeah that's what i thought well,
1: you're this is you're 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 a pure soul you're a pure soul and we should <laughs> cherish yes. pure soul we should take yeah. more <laughs> care of our souls than we have been in the past i think
15: Do you know i always try to help someone here and i've never tried to bad anyone i mean if i'm if i'm down in margate i'm happy to go and get a shot a full shot to Nigel
1: if I go to Margate I don't mind doing well he, he doesn't live I'm in Margate so that would be a but wasted journey but, but thank you where but does he, he live? live? Simon in... Maidstone. Uh, Nigel in Maidstone. He lives in Maidstone. But you're... A, Simon, listen, oh, you're... Nice, a, near it. So I'm there. Simon, you, listen, no, I'm going to move be... on because this is probably costing you like 100, 100 uh, drachma a minute um, in your hostel. Get well soon, man. Thank you for the call. And, and the, the right person might be out there. I don't know. I don't know if that's too much of a cliche or not. Right, we're going to um, uh, we're going to speak to Dave and then we're going to speak to Paul and then we're going to speak to Alan. Sorry, you guys have been waiting for ages. It's just just the way it's going. Uh, this is Talk Radio.
0: me. <laughs> Greetings from mums, madams, Ooh.
1: and meat Oh,
0: Never mind, I must have misheard. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On talk radio.
1: Oh, Okie dokie. Let's see what Dave has got for us. Good evening, Dave. Hello. Hello, Dave. I How, How old am I? I'm 45. Oh, higher. Oh, hiya, hiya. higher. Yes, let's get, let's let's do it. Now, come on, what have you got for us? Um.
11: I saw something on Twitter by oh. the Independent, I think it was. Oh
15: yes. And and they said that the, the worst place to live in England, and they've given like top one worst cities, and what the top of them was Liverpool.
1: Okay. And I'm from Liverpool. Right? Are you? I hadn't noticed. Right.
15: And I don't understand why that's top. Okay. And I was and I was wondering, would you? What would your top cities be? Top titties, cities,
1: cities, cities. Tough. 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 tough, tough titties. I'm really struggling
12: to understand what this gentleman is
1: saying. The like it's a phone, the phone oh. is very, very low, low quality, very muffled and very breathy. My top tough tit, my, uh, the top rough cities. Well, um, I wouldn't put liver. I like Liverpool. I've not been, I've not spent as, as as much time in Liverpool as I would like to. I want to go back there and spend a few days up there. I wouldn't put Liverpool up there. I'd put Luton. Not a city. Has it got to be a city or can it be towns, Dave? It just said rough areas, really. Oh, rough areas. All right. Luton. Luton, I think.
2: I mean, but everywhere's got...
1: No, Luton is completely...
2: No, it's got posh bits.
1: No, it... Jeez. It's got
2: posher bits.
1: (laughs) Ah, Yes. Um, I don't know, Dave. Where would you put... I mean... I quite like living, living in Liverpool. Okay, so you I, wouldn't put I, Liverpool I, there. Where, what would you put? Because I'm really losing the will to live. Um, Lincoln. Okay, thanks Lincoln. for
2: Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh.
11: Lincoln.
2: Oh, why do we have to fight each other just because some dickhead decided to fill a paper?
1: There we go. <laughs>
2: Those things really are lazy, aren't they?
1: Uh, they are lazy. Good evening,
2: Paul. Good
1: evening. Prove it's you, Paul. Give me some
14: rhythm, baby. Oh, uh, um-cha-um-cha-cha. Um, cha, cha. You keep doing that to me. It's not
1: fair. It's not fair. It's, it's bullying. It's online fair. bullying. I'm online bullying. Now, I know why Paul's phoned in. Yes. He wants too. to leave his missus and, and shack up with you, Catherine. Why? And I told him I told him if he gave me 50 quid, I could fix it. What? So, meet meet the new Mr Boyle. <laughs> it's Paul. rhythmic Paul. He's got rhythm. He's a good-looking oh, yeah. guy. We've okay. met him. He's a good-looking guy. And if you're bored of him, there's a whole orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Now, listen, Paul's, Paul has phoned in because Paul I, Paul is one of the people where I tweeted, oh, we might talk about the four agreements tonight. Oh, yeah. And he went,
2: oh! Did you get excited, Paul?
1: Changed my life. Did it really? It did. When did you? Cause it,
2: now, it's it's like it's
1: Mexican, isn't it? You do you know more about it than me. I, I, cause it's a long time since I've read the book, and I've only got the summary of each one in front of me. But is it yeah. something like Mexican, dude? Don Miguel
14: Ruiz, yes.
1: There we go, you see yeah
14: the author, um, and he wrote, uh, no, is it his son who wrote A Fifth Agreement, which is...
1: Don't fanny uh, about on a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's one of my favourite lines from uh, Vic and Bob. The first series of Vic and Bob, they're going through the Ten Commandments. Number seven, thou shalt not fanny about on a yacht.
4: <laughs> which just always
1: made me laugh. Got, I don't know what The Fifth Agreement but, but it but
2: it, it, it but how oh, was, Hang on a minute. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia for this, Don Miguel Ruiz, yeah, A yeah. Mexican author of Toltec spiritualist and neo-shamanic texts.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. No, I know. And this is it, right? It gets you raising your eyebrows and going, well, this sounds like... But when the, when my therapist got me to get this book, I looked at it and went, oh, jeez, okay, and it sat on the bedside table for about six months, and then I read it, and it's great! But yeah, how was it... So how were you introduced to it, Paul? Um... Um a wise lady who I've had an
14: association with uh since nineteen ninety eight. A lollipop lady. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> um, <laughs> she suggested that I read it. Um I've since read quite a lot of a lot of his work. Oh. Um and progressively it just enabled me to drop baggage. Yeah forgive myself, Mm. enjoy life and be happy and just lead a much more focused and wonderful existence.
1: I'm going to go through them and we know that Kath is going to sneer. Right? We know that, Paul. We know that. I might not. She will. We know this. Paul's Very a nice guy.
14: There's fundamental
1: truth in it, though. Yeah, exactly. OK. It's fundamental truth. You can't argue with fundamental truth. Don't prejudge me. And I'm slightly embarrassed, because this isn't normally kind of what where, where I go, but actually it's great. Right? And when it, when Caroline Boyce it popped up on her Facebook page, I went... And I, I posted the thanks for posting this. I, I'd forgotten about these, and this is a useful...
2: Right, here's the thing. Yeah. My mind is a lot more open than you realise. And the other thing is, unless one of the uh, four agreements is Dance Like Nobody's Watching... Ah, you know, I may give it okay, some time. We skip
1: number three, right? <laughs> so here we go. And, th- and when you, th- th- there is no way you could. The feet are up. She's getting ready. There's no way you can argue with these. Okay, we're going to go through them one at a time go and discuss on. them. First one: be impeccable with your words. Word. Right. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. And love. Speak with integrity. Be impeccable with your word. So does that
2: mean no more bitching? Yes. Uh.
1: It does, doesn't it, Paul? Yes. Yeah.
2: You never do it.
1: Huge societal
14: challenge, if I'm honest.
2: Yeah, it's true. It's a toughie, isn't it? That's Twitter out, everyone.
14: Pe- people bond over bitching. They do. Should we go on you to them? a stranger Biddy- and you bitch about a third party, it's... It's yeah. a it's a social mechanism. It is. Yeah.
2: You work out whether they're your people or not.
1: Yeah. But exactly. But
2: you're right. It it does no good for everybody no, involved. It's toxic. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Number
2: two.
1: They are simple, but they're tough. Okay. Number two. Mm. Oh. One in the pink. <laughs> no. <laughs>
11: <laughs>
1: number two. <laughs> Don't take anything personally. Nothing. This is a great one. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are, and this is tough, when you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, Kath and I both had a little light bulb go. Yeah, but also
2: I do tend to, I do tend to fall back on that one. That actually, it's more about them than it is about me or whoever it is in the uh firing line it's like if, if it, it's like that if stuff I... never comes from a happy person no it?
1: it's like catherine if we were to if, if you were to say something right mm-hmm. and i would then to say if, if you were to say i don't like that shirt you're wearing and i said you've really hurt me by saying that that's not true you've not hurt me what i should be saying is i've really allowed myself to be hurt as a result of the words that you said mm-hmm. you've not hurt me yep. i've allowed myself to feel hurt as a reaction to the words you said.
2: And that hurt that you've allowed yourself to feel, or the fact that you've allowed yourself yeah. to feel that way, comes from something that happened before yeah, yeah, yeah. I got involved. Oh, it,
1: comes, it comes from within me. It doesn't come from you. you. No, words can't hurt me. If I feel hurt, that's coming from me. So I, if anyone ever says to you, you really hurt me with what you said, n- no, that's not true. The person who is hurt has somehow allowed themselves, has somehow hurt themselves uh, uh, after hearing those mm-hmm. words. You don't have to be hurt by words you say. Don't take anything personally.
2: That's kind of... It's tough. There's another thing that people say, um, which when you listen to it, it does make sense. If it's hysterical, it's historical, right? There go. Do you know what this means? No, I don't. So if someone's reaction is extreme yeah. or something that you're not expecting, hysterical, it's historical. There's something else that's happened before you got involved in that scenario right. that that feeds back to and yeah. actually has probably nothing to do with you. Yeah.
1: Yes. Paul, as a musician... mm did, did, um, were you um, prone to criticism? you must be prone to criticism in terms of like a, a professional relationship but when you were younger, did you struggle with with it? Um,
14: I used it as a challenge to improve. I, I think any decent musician should be open to criticism yep. um, and you know kind of self-reflection in, in an effort to continually refine the product. I think that's very important.
1: What's that? Um, what's that? I think we've spoken about it before. That terrible, terrible film, and it got so many plaudits. About the drum teacher.
11: Um, oh,
1: Whiplash. Whiplash. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it, everyone was raving about it. It was awful. Nope, that's not my rhythm. Start again. Nope, that's not I my rhythm. Start to again.
14: Some
1: of that. Did you? Is that's not what it's like? Is
14: it? Uh, I. My dimpity professor, I love him dearly. I will say this without reservation. But he, be he impeccable is, with your word. No, 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 no. He he <laughs> he expected absolute excellence. He commanded it. Um, you know, without him, I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. Um, but it was not an easy path. Um, he broke some of my colleagues. Oh, he didn't break wow, me.
1: Wow! Wow! He made really? me into
14: a. Bigger, shinier, better thing.
1: You're yeah. very shiny. I, th- I noticed that when we met. Okay, <laughs> number three. Dance like nobody. <laughs> number three. This is a these are they're simple but they're
2: tough. Number three, right? I hate Mondays. Don't
1: make assumptions. Assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Yeah. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. So, so many times, you'll 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 someone will 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 say, you'll yeah, you'll bring me a meal, right?" And you'll go, oh, I'm I'm hungry. And oh, I'll get you something to eat. And you bring me in, and you go, oh no, I, I, oh no, I have it, but I, it's not what I wanted. Well, all I said was I was hungry. Mm. What I should, what you say is, I'm really hungry. I don't suppose you have got anything in. And what I don't like is this, and what I do like. It's not the best example, but be really specific. Be really specific in what it is that you uh, don't assume. It's like okay, better example is if you have an argument with your, if you're not talking to your partner, right? and it goes on for days and after three days you imagine we're courting you say to me what's wrong I, I've spent the last three days assuming you know why I'm in a mood why would you know that? I, it, it's up to me to say look I'm really I'm really struggling with your behaviour with this specific behaviour have I got it right Paul? Uh, well that's
14: one way of looking at it go on I interpret it more from uh, visual cues okay but you know the un unsp- well the unspoken um and you know not ne- not necessarily from people you know but equally from strangers yeah uh, which again goes back to t- taking things personally um because you know the visual cues that we get the behavioral cues we get from other people they will spark off our own insecurities um uh, and I think at that point, when you know, when you feel that button pressed inside yourself, yeah. stop and ask a question: Is this what's going on here? Yeah. Am I correct? Am I wrong? Yeah.
2: Example, and then
14: proceed from a place of of simpl- simplistic truth.
2: Here's an example: yeah. Someone who I ended up being very good friends with yeah. didn't like me for the first, I would say, nine months. Me. No, oh. that we well, knew each other because he, he thought I'd looked at him, I'd given him skunk eye oh. when, when he first came in. He th- oh. And he built all this stuff up in his head that I'd done that. Yeah. What had actually happened was I didn't have my glasses on, I couldn't see anything. There <laughs> yeah, you are. That's so... He'd, like, made up this thing in his head that I was re- resentful of him for X, Y, and Z, and that's probably why, you know, I wasn't um, warm to him when he first came in, and because I wasn't warm to him when he first came in, I was fake after yep. that, and I, was, I didn't have respects specs on. couldn't see. I can't see past a metre. <laughs> so yep. if, he, if I was looking at him, it was by accident. <laughs> I was just looking at his shape.
1: <laughs> right, and here we go, number four. All, and this is great. Always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are tired as opposed to well-rested. Under any circumstance, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse and regret. Mm-hmm. So the four of them, right? Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. Yeah. Aren't they great? Mm. Aren't they great? And he's right, they're universal truths. You can't argue. They're great. And I haven't... I read this book maybe five, six years ago, and I for, for like six, seven months, I was doing it, man. I was doing it. And then... you you kind of let it slip and it was great to be reminded of these that
2: fourth one about always do your best comes with the caveat of within the situation yes which i think is interesting you know it's the idea of
1: your best will change
2: yeah be kind to yourself cut yourself some slack if you were absolutely knackered of course you're not going to be as brilliant as you would have been if you'd have had a full night's sleep and you know and you were ready for it in a different way it does make sense Doesn't it? I can't, I can't argue with no. any of that stuff.
1: How do you... But, but, but Paul, I was, this is me saying, you know, I did, it, I did it for six months when I read the book five, six years ago, and then, you know, it, mm. it tapers off. How do you maintain it in your life? You say it's changed your life, and, and we have met you, and you are... You, you know, all, all joking aside, you and your, your partner are a wonderful, delightful, beautiful couple, very very oh. talented and very well-grounded. Also
2: exudes positivity and yeah. enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very calm.
1: Great. We both have a very calm aura about... About you, I don't know if she follows these as well. But how do you integrate this into your life then? Um, well, I I would argue that
14: it's for me it's it's a daily practice. Yeah. And further, I would go I would argue that if I had not started integrated this into my life, I wouldn't have met her. Going back to Simon who called earlier. Okay. Oh, really? I I struggled with relationships. I never, I did not have a relationship that lasted more than six months before I met my wife.
2: Why? Because wow. you're a terrible, like, um, horny hound. <laughs> uh,
14: possibly, but no. I mean, I had baggage from my parents right. that um, I carried around. I, I think, in retrospect, I was probably quite an angry man. <laughs> um, wow, isn't that, yeah. isn't, that,
2: isn't that a surprise? Isn't that a
14: surprise?
2: I don't see that at all. Yeah, that's
1: incredible. But... No,
14: well, I'm not that now, for sure.
1: I feel feel bad for winding you up. He could have snapped at well, any yeah, moment. Could have battered you. <laughs> could have broken my neck. This guy. <laughs> tough, tough guy.
2: That's why you feel bad because of the the risk involved, not because just... you hurt someone's feelings.
1: I was I was not impeccable with my word <laughs> when addressing oh. Paul in all previous contacts. <laughs> but I, I, I have t- not taken it personally, so it's okay. Yeah, you see, but, yeah. The thing. You with- but so, so hang on. So you you did this, and this changed your life so much. You were able to what meet your wife, have a, a have a healthy relationship with her.
14: Yes. Wow. I mean, it was a it was a process. It was a journey. We're still on that journey. But um, um, it it that that book and the subsequent books that we read by the same author, yeah. um, have really, really, I cannot stress that enough, helped us along our
1: way. Cath has just pulled a face, which makes me think she's just found out that the guy that wrote the books is actually a child. No, no, King no, not books. at all. <laughs> I, I've
2: just ordered the four agreements, yeah. and then it said based on your latest purchase. The fifth agreement, right? So, hang on a minute. How many are there in this series? I've got, there's
1: three. I've got. I've got a box set of three, but I don't know where they are anymore. Actually, I'd struggle I'll tell to you find what them. They were though. Yeah. It's it's the four agreements,
14: the mastery of love. There we go. And oh. the voice of knowledge. Okay. Those are the three. They will give you some interesting stuff to think about. Okay. I think they will level the playing field of your life. They will make the architecture seem much, yeah, much more scalable.
1: Yeah. And he's right. When he's right. You know, when you've got it, you, you, you grasp it. It's um, it it, it does the level the playing field of life. What a life! Thank I, you, Paul.
2: If I read this, am I going to end up the person my dad thought I would, which was some sort of smelly patchouli wearing hippie going around Europe in a, a Volkswagen camper? Because that's kind of what I'm hoping to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um,
14: no, I mean you will you will be you, but um, with. You'll be empowered with information that makes everything easier. You'll
1: be the best possible version of you.
2: I'll be less of a dick.
1: (laughs) They're not that good, Catherine. (laughs) They're good, (laughs) they ain't that good. Uh, Paul, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I I really appreciate your your insight and wisdom into that. So thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, man. Take care. There you go. He's a nice guy, I've always had a lot of respect for Paul and he's been calling me for a while and he's a, he's turns a nice Turns like out he's guy. got a handbook. Ten, yeah, turns out he's been cheating. <laughs> he's been cheating. Uh,
12: this is Talk Radio. It's a late night lip service for lovers loners and lounge lizards. Yeah, well, where,
0: where exactly is your accent from? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio.
1: Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to, uh, if you want to give us a call, let us get a story ready, Catherine, because we're going It's your time to shine. Let's go to Alan. Good evening, Alan.
2: Okay, thank you very
1: me? much indeed, Catherine. What have you got for us? A
2: Chinese artist. Yes. Lies naked next to his father's remains. Of course a- he does. After digging the skeleton out of his tomb for a photo shoot.
1: I might do that when I dig up the grave in my back garden. There's actually a grave in my back garden. I'm going to dig it up and it's I'm going to lie next to the it's, corpse.
2: It's going to be a hamster. Yep. C1Zuji33 oh. 30. said it was his dream to take a photo with his father's bones.
1: Okay. Wow. Okay, I mean, They've got dream. dreams. I've had a dream similar to that, but um, it involved my, my dad being like a zombie who wanted to uh, eat my head.
2: Oh.
1: Um, well, I didn't really didn't really follow that through.
2: He posted the um, images on the website. The images? Images. He said on, images. I know. And I'm not going to deny it like some people. Okay. Because you'll clip it and play it back and I'll look like a fool.
1: Can I, blow, can I pause you and blow your mind? Gloria Estefan is 61 years old. Wow. Carry on, isn't it?
2: Good old Doctor Beat.
1: Isn't it? Isn't it? Good old Doctor who put a rod in her back.
2: Yeah. I really wanted to go to that concert as well. <sighs> did, wasn't that on the way to Milton Keynes, or yeah, did I make that up?
1: It, probably, yeah, probably.
2: Because she was in the um, bunk and she wasn't strapped in.
1: Yeah. Oof. Unlucky.
2: Come on, a cheeky buddy. I used to love um, Gloria Estefan.
1: I really hated her and the Miami Sound Machine. but I was glad that she survived, obviously. I would have hated that. But Gloria Estefan, 61 years old.
2: Well done, Gloria. Isn't that...
1: Isn't that Putting it all into perspective.
2: Is she sixty-one today? I think
1: so. Wow. Or, or there are, certainly this year, she, she is She's 61, sixty-one at, at some point.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good.
1: Continue si vous well play, done, Madame. Well Sorry. Done. Sorry.
2: Thirty-three-year-old <laughs> Beijing-based artist known as Siduan Zhuji. Okay. Exhumed his father's remains and arranged them into a skeleton. Oh. Before lying down beside them, well, how photo were, they, shoot. Well, were they
1: scattered? Then? I'm guessing
2: they were in a bundle or something. He posted the images on art website Artand. And Chinese microblogging site Weibo, 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 on Saturday after a ah, tomb sweeping day. Second reference to this in two days. Remember the first one last night?
1: Nope, wasn't listening.
2: What did someone get in her eyes when she was tomb sweeping? Bees. Uh, is that how she got them yeah, in her eyes? Yeah, yeah. So where's tomb
1: sweeping? You go and clean the tomb up. You go
2: and, yeah, you go and sort it out. Oh. The photos drew widespread condemnation from net users who called his actions disrespectful and utterly shameless. Oh, the photo shoot took place at the end of March when his father's remains were being reinterred after years of wear and tear damage to his grave, according to Beijing News. Are
1: you moving your phone? Is your phone ringing? No, I'm just moving it. Well, why are you, why are you moving it?
2: None of your business. I'm I did it seamlessly. More. They didn't need to know about it. Well, why did you highlight it? I because, find it interesting. Because I'm asking you exactly why. I'll, I mean.
1: I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why and I will be Im- Im- impregnated with my word, impeccable with my word. One of the tips, tricks I learnt at, when I was at the BBC was... If I ask someone a question and their mouth says no, but their body language is saying yes, I'm allowed to highlight the body language. to say, oh, that's interesting, you're saying no, but actually you're nodding your head and you're smirking a little bit. I wonder what that was. I'm allowed to describe what happens in the studio because it actually presents more of a, we can control our tone of voice and our words. Um, but the physicality is actually a little bit more subconscious. So what I'm simply doing is highlighting that you shifted the phone from one side to the other while you were talking. And now it's turned into quite a big thing. And you're sat there with one hand behind your back and your the other hand on your face, which is the the, the face I pull when I'm weeing in a swimming pool. So what exactly is going on with you, young lady? I'm
2: just thinking he's interrupting me again.
1: Okay.
2: It was an amazing feeling. We'll get
1: the rest of the story after this break. Experience
0: the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think
2: that's a bit weird?
0: And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm
11: clock, hate going to work.
1: On talk radio. By the way, the live shows are selling out. Sold out. Um, So Luton sold out. The first Manchester show has sold done out. Done Luton. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh,
2: it did sell he sold,
1: out, he yeah. sold, Luton sold out. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, you say this, so it creates tension. Oh yeah, and drama. Carry on, sorry. Luton sold out. Brighton sold out. Um, first Manchester has sold out. Second Manchester, there's a there's a few tickets left, but not that many actually. Glasgow has sold out. London in June, which we haven't really mentioned the show in London. Uh, th- th- over half the tickets are gone. And in Shaftesbury, which is in July, that sold a few. Belfast is selling very well. And we're going to have tickets for Bath. The Rondo got in touch with me today. We're going to have a ticket link for that soon. Wow. So if you want to come, guys, you've got to get, get a bit quick. Ian dot com slash event. Ian dot com slash event. Catherine, this guy who's Chinese, weird Chinese guy and his dead dad.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So C- what was his name? C- no, his name was C1, whose real name is C Lulu. Said he was only. I'd
1: rather th- see Lulu than one.
2: <laughs> says he was only three years old when his father died of liver cancer, and it was his dream to take a photo with his father's bones. Okay. It was an amazing feeling. This was the closest I've ever been to my father, he said. I'm expressing my feelings to him in a personal way. I kind of get that. Why has he got to be stark though? It was necessary for me, aha, to be naked in the photo. Oh, he,
1: the, he, the guy that's alive is naked? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Was he humping the pelvis no, or something? No, not humping anything. That is wrong.
2: It was necessary for me to be naked in the photos, as this is how we enter and leave the world, he said. So he said the pictures were taken by his wife, Lin Shan, after he sought permission from the cemetery's caretaker. I wonder how that conversation went. We shouldn't be afraid to show real art to the world, he said. His account on Weibo was suspended after the photos went viral and generated much criticism from net users on the site.
1: Oh, he's a very beautiful young man. He I wasn't is. Not expecting that at all.
2: The trending topic page that's titled lovely.
1: "That's a great, uh, that's incredible actually." Yeah, it
2: is. Look, and, th- and this this picture here where he's lying next to.
1: That's incredible.
2: Considering his dad died when he was three, right? So he's never been that close that's to his dad amazing, before.
1: Actually, why should we be so? repulsed by the remains... How old is he there? 20, 26? Is...
2: 33, I think. Oh, okay, so,
1: so, it's a, so it's a 30-year-old set of bones. There's no meat on them. Why Why should we be repulsed by... That's actually... I, I think it's beautiful. It's a little bit weird, but good art is a little bit quirks. Yeah. I think that's beautiful.
2: So this is this sort of stuff I like that. getting um, in response. Uh, if you're not doing this for the purpose of fame, why are you posting the images online? Just hang up your art at home. I think it's un- well, that's not understandable what art
1: is for I'm afraid.
2: I think it's understandable to want to lie with your father's remains but you crossed a line when you took the photos with a camera, one person said. You're using your father like a tool for your so-called work of art against all rules and traditions of filial piety, another comment read. What
1: does filial, what does filial
2: mean? Filial means son, son, you know, to do with being and a piety son. piety
1: respect. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's,
2: being honourable towards your father. Yeah, yeah. However, some net users expressed support, saying they were touched by the artist's work. I was overwhelmed with emotion after seeing the photos. This is so touching, one person said. That's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah. If it gets a reaction from that's people, I mean. that's it's, art.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so this show is art. Okay. All right, maybe pushing it a little bit.
2: Um Yeah, here's another thing that they said. You did something that no one else could ever do. You've gone beyond the boundary of moral principles and held a direct conversation with your ancestor.
1: I would love to have my dad's thumb. He's he's ashes now, so it's not But imagine something like the thumb bone of your dad. Or or so, you know, so I, just a little physical... A memento. Physical thing that is... Was, I mean, I, f- I found a watch that my dad gave me. It's not a particularly old watch, but I remember he gave it to me when he was t- coming towards the end. So it's, it's not that nice a watch, but he said, this is, this is a really nice watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that, and that's kind of cool, and I found it. I need to get it fixed and the strap fixed, and I'll wear it a few times. I've worn it before, and I'll wear it again. If I had, like, just like a little bone, a little thumb,
2: that'd be lovely. A lock of hair? Would it have to be... It,
1: I, I like the the hardness of a bone. Steady. Steady? What's all about my dead dad, guys? A bit of respect. Why you got to lower it to that? Just imagine... Just, um, it just having a bone you can rub in your pocket? No, please don't. Right, forget that, because you're just being vulgar about something that's beautiful. Here we go. What do people really believe affects their Wi-Fi? Uh, heavy road traffic, ghosts, and the government are the things British adults believe affect internet speed, a new study has claimed. Let's just go through that again. Heavy road traffic, ghosts and the government are among the things British adults believe affect internet speed. A poll of 2,000 Britons has revealed adults mostly, most commonly blame changes to their Wi-Fi connection on the weather. House pets, aliens... And fish tanks were also accused of interfering with wireless links up and down the country. I think it is true about fish tanks, actually. The, the the pump, I think, can affect the thing. And the water, I think. Additionally... Well,
2: hang on. In Heretics, doesn't Will Storr write about the fact that fish can see infrared?
1: Yes, he does How are you going to tie that in with what we're talking about here? Well, maybe they can interfere
2: with Wi-Fi too.
1: Okay. Oh, I told you about, I dreamt a brilliant invention last night. Uh, It's called Wi-Fly. I dreamt it and I woke up thinking, oh, I've got to buy some Wi-Fly. So Wi-Fly, it's like a box you plug in and it's like Wi-Fi. It works on the same principle. Um, So it's like transmitting like um, uh, invisible sort of rays. And if a fly flies into it, it kills it straight away wi fly? I don't... It might actually be real. I don't know. I need to would Google it, it. Would
2: it kill other small things? I mean, just how fly. big would the thing have to be? No, no,
1: it's just flies and bees and wasps. wi fly? Oh, not bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: No, bees are nice. No,
1: they're not. Uh, additionally, nearly one in ten adults believed Wi-Fi speeds were slowed down by someone else being on their phone nearby.
4: Mom, <laughs> Put the phone down! I'm on the internet!
1: <laughs> Do you remember that? Mom. Put the phone down! I'm on the internet! <laughs> How long are you going to be? Ow! Others blamed thick walls. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And even bright lights for their slow Wi-Fi, according to the survey.
2: Well, why wouldn't it make sense? It's like here. If I go into the the lift while I'm using my phone, everything gets interrupted. So...
1: That's metal. That's because you're in a kind of a Faraday cage. Oh, really? Yeah. You reckon? i'm gonna say so sounds good you don't
2: know do you i'm not a faraday cage i know but you don't know that that's the reason
1: you're in a metal box yeah you steel box uh, is it steel yep he said i don't know who said it. who said he said richard sinclair mbe executive director of, who works at this company revealed many things revealed many things can affect wi-fi strength including water so this is right then yeah he said and it, may ghosts. Su- it may surprise many, but just 3% of those who took part in the study agreed water can affect home brand broadband, home broadband which can be Wi Fi's Achilles'. I was right, I said it then.
2: I said it. Oh, but he said they agree. Is he yeah, agreeing?
1: He's, he's agreeing. All right. Fish tanks, weather, and even human beings, which are made mostly of water, can also impact connectivity. But we'd be very surprised if ghosts were the reason why wow. some people experience Wi Fi issues.
2: Well, they're made of mist. Some of them. Aren't they?
1: Okay. The study also found two in five adults mistakenly... Right, what does Wi-Fi stand for?
2: Isn't it wireless fr? Wireless. Oh God, I don't know. Why it... if something fiber?
1: Wireless. Don't don't Google it because don't Google because I I don't know this. I would have said okay. The study also found two in five adults mistakenly believed Wi-Fi is short for wireless frequency, and a further quarter thought it meant wireless fidelity. I'd have gone with wireless fidelity. What does it mean? What? Right, let's find out. I'm gonna blow. Do you know what it stands for, Amy? I am gonna blow your friggin' minds. Go on. If this is true, this is massive. In fact, the term Wi Fi is not short for anything. <gasps> and is simply what its inventors named it, not based on any other words. Oh. Whoa! Mind is blown. Everything I know is collapsing around me. Wi-Fi is not sure... But we
2: write... But that's insane. But there is an example of us making up the gaps. Assumptions. Yeah. Wi-Fi does
1: not stand for anything. It's not based on any other words. It's simply what its inventors named it. That's insane. Honestly, that is the the biggest... Rev- I'm, oh, I'm glad I did this. Job. <laughs> although slow internet can be a cause... Did anyone else know that? Did You didn't know that, Amy. You didn't know that. Did you know no, that? No, I didn't know that. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm going to read that again. The study also found two in five adults mistakenly believe Wi-Fi is short for wireless frequency, although we should be pronouncing it Wi-Fi, and... Have, further quarter thought it meant wireless fidelity when in fact the term is not short for anything and is simply what its inventors named it not based on any other words I'm gone although slow internet can be a cause of frustration many resorted to extreme measures to try to fix the issue nearly 1 in 10 have hit their router to boost internet speed and 14% turned their router off before going to bed which is not advisable and can cause problems with the connection uh, One tenth of the population have ten or more devices connected to the home WiFi at any time. Um, millions struggle to pick up a decent connection in the bathroom or kitchen. Boring. Uh, nearly thirteen percent, including me, were also unaware that having more active devices connected to WiFi could be the cause of slow operating yeah, speeds. Yeah, I
2: thought that that. Was I sometimes true. turn
1: things off if the internet's quite slow. But I didn't really think it did anything. I, like, to disconnect my phone and stuff. Isn't that something? So ghosts and water can slow down Wi-Fi. Let's go, to, uh, let's go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Ian. How are you? I'm very well, Mark. Should just, just a little um, brief update for anybody who's unaware. This is my nemesis.
11: Well, I wouldn't go
10: that far anymore.
1: That's what it says on my screen.
10: Well, that's because you told Sam to put that. In fact, I think it was Amy actually told to put that.
1: Well, it's it's. You see, now you're criticizing my team. So you're not yeah. only are you my nemesis; you're my team's nemesis. Not my well, nemesis. Well, I like Amy fine. to be fair. She's very nice, and she, I do like Catherine. Okay, all right. So it's you, just you, it's just me. All but right. That's
2: how nemesis works.
1: Yep, that's fine. Every, it gets oh, no, everyone I else. I like it's be fair, Ian. But you, but you also want to destroy me. I get it. I Look, get it. I think you'll find it was you who wanted to destroy I'm me. I'm going to kill you.
11: That's fine. Okay. I'll be waiting. Okay, right. fine, fine.
1: I knew you'd be I waiting. I knew you'd be waiting for me. I wanted to call up to say last week,
10: Catherine, you was amazing.
2: Thank you, Mark.
1: Oh, well, did you go and make love to him?
2: Yes.
10: Well, I did call up once because it was very chilled.
1: Very chilled now. Well, it is, to be fair, I can do right? chilled. I can do chilled radio as well. Tomorrow... It, it, was, it was very nice. Shut up! <laughs> tomorrow... You
2: couldn't even do it for two minutes. Shut up, both oh, of you.
1: Tomorrow yeah. I'm going to do a ch- really chilled radio show and you can both kiss my ass cheeks. All That's three fine of I'm back at work tomorrow. Right, fine. Well, I'm going to be doing well. Even better, I'm going to be doing a chilled show, and you won't be able to listen to it. I will be able to listen because I finish at ten, then go into sleep. Come in, Paul. I got to, the idiots I have to talk to. Absolute. Hang on a minute. Stay there. I don't. I'll go, hang on a minute, Mark. Stay there. Right. Hang on. Yes, who is this? It's Andrew. Well, hello, Andrew. How can we help you? I'm talking to Mark, who's who's getting on my nerves.
7: Oh, that's fair enough. Um, Wi-Fi was the name. It was come from the word hi-fi, as in
1: stereo. Well, so that, that well, so they, they were. Inve- they, did you know, Paul? Wi-Fi doesn't stand for anything. It's just Wi-Fi. It's
12: just the name they came up Your with. Well, call was right. It was it, first announced in August 1999 via a company called Interbrand. Yeah. A man called Philip Belanger, and they presided over a big meeting to decide what to call it. And they did think it would be a rib tickling, punning play on words I, of hi fi so Is that right, Andrew? So it's a, it's, by a, it's them. a pun.
1: On- yeah, exactly what Paul said. It's it's just
14: basically because it sounds cool. Everyone knows it what hi fi cool. is. Cool.
12: <laughs> <laughs> because that was much bigger in the state. Know, The whole notion I of hi-fi was
7: more American, the other day wasn't it? Yeah. Someone, Pete Tong, reading out the first ever URL. We, we
1: played that yesterday. We played that clip of him yesterday from and 1995. How weird did that sound? It's <laughs> incredible, but. um... They should have called it Music Centre, because that's what we used to call the stereo. But so
12: it was a French guy. So I don't know if it's French or not. I think his name, he may have been Belanga, but the company was Interbrand. And it was first used, I think, the etymology goes back to August 1999, I think. Right. So it's 20 years old this year. So we're supposed to be pronouncing it Wi-Fi, I've been told. But in France, Catherine, do they pronounce hi-fi? No, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, yeah, like hi-fi. How do they they pronounce hi-fi in France?
1: I
2: don't think they say hi-fi.
1: What do they say in France? Le stereo de la musique.
2: Okay. All right.
1: Fine.
12: They say no extension to Brexit. There we go. No,
4: Uh,
1: Andrew. uh, Thank you for
4: that, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you, long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey.
1: (laughs) When I called in tomorrow night, will you do that for me? Of course I will. Mark, Mark, that was an example of a good call. Oh well, never mind. Thank you very
12: much indeed. Mark, hang on in there. You're a star. (laughs) Paul Ross is here. Hello, Paul. Good morning. What have you got for us? Uh, I'm trying to think what we have got today. Oh, we've got a, a melon twister about oh. life before life. I've read the report. Yes. Not the shortest report I've read, and I've read more comprehensible reports. Remarkable um, researcher who says that DNA was present before the first single-cell organisms on planet Earth. I don't, so they,
1: now that's blowing my mind because I don't quite know what it means. But well, it before, sounds
12: we, we, we tend to think of life having emerged either they used to think photosynthesis and then realised that was pants with matching bra. They now yeah. think it's to do with these hot thermal vents at the bottom of the oceans yes. and chemicals swirling around and this kind of weird soup. And again, it sounds to me like completely spurious, but created oh the primordial life. soup exactly yes, and that was single cell organisms and they would have had DNA okay. This chap says, well, the DNA was there already, kind of waiting to find life to latch onto or create. I mean, my you know my knowledge and my explanation powers have run out there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think total heaviosity might be approaching, and mm-hmm. I'm up for a Radio 4 programme, if we can explain this seriously. Wow, OK. So I'm looking forward to that. That's and we're off to the movies, <laughs> on a more <laughs> mundane level, which is good. three movies under review this week from our mate Van is one Conner. of them, Shazam. He did that last week. Oh, did he? Did yeah. he, did he loved it. Oh, I'm glad the John bonus. Hearn, and John Hearn, the producer, loves it. And my son took my grandsons to it as his birthday treat, and they all loved How it. How old are the grandsons? Uh, they're eleven
1: the and six. Okay, all right. I'm taking Perfect my, age. Taking my boys on Monday to see Shazam. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. The trailers look very, very. So I always
12: think it's not my favourite superhero film. No word of a lie. I love the first Hellboy film, but it's The Incredibles, one and two. Yeah. And when they say we're taking Batman or s- and making him darker, no, make them lighter. Oh, uh, make not
1: like the silver age comics, make them more fun. This is why the the DC ones I think struggle out of time, but the Marvel because the Marvel ones have got that. Um, yeah. No, wait, on, Mar- yeah, I've got it right around. Marvel ones have got their tongues in the cheek. Anyway, right, that's coming up. Thank you very much, Amy. Thank you to I'm going to say m- nearly all of the callers. Thank you to Kate Robbins. Thank you to Catherine Boyle. We'll be back tonight at ten. Paul Ross is coming up after one. This is Talk Radio. Talk
4: Radio. Digital debate for the
1: UK.
2: Pick up your phone and talk
6: radio. We'll get you talking.